0: You hawk show. This is Hannah, Sarah,
1: Joe, and Patrick. They're gonna do ASMR. <laughs> yeah,
0: <sighs> yeah well, uh, Sarah, we did that in the last episode. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It,
1: it's unfortunate.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking episode so i feel like i have a lot to catch up on the <laughs> well,
1: last episode got pretty weird Was yeah. oh. <laughs> it not got weird before well it has i think we reached a new level of weirdness Is <laughs> the
2: power creep of but weird was
0: it austin weird because i was in austin that weekend and it got weird <laughs> Austin always
2: gets weird especially around rtx
0: that's true <laughs> i was in a house where they decided to have it was a regular house party at least I was told. But when I got uh. in there, they decided to have musical acts in one of their kitchens. What? And to make it a more fulfilling experience, they decided to play with our the senses, visually and in terms of sound and smell. So while this guy was whispering into a mic with his, like, uh, you know, with the loop. He just kept on making, like, weird ASMR sounds and (laughs) whispers, And then his roommate turned on the stove and kept on cooking, like, um... First he made onions and put a ton of curry powder in it, and then he took that away. Then he put in sticks of butter and put in fruit and sugar, and then he took that away. And then he decided to pour his... All his, um, lawnmower, um, things onto the floor... (laughs) You know, just to freshen things up and decided to close everything off by cooking on the grill on the skillet a bunch of fish heads with fish sauce.
1: I'm kind of down for this party. I I wish I could have been. What what kind of party were you having?
0: It wasn't my party, (laughs) it was my brother's friends party
1: this sounds like the parties that i would joke about having an undergrad but didn't <laughs> yeah. but like this yeah like Floyd thing <laughs> also, this is pretty awesome it syncs up really well with uh fucking dark
2: side mm. yeah y'all so, know yeah. where i'm going with. This. actually it's probably, in their case probably piper at the gates of dawn But
0: so if you listeners think that we the hawk show podcast should have our own weird party just let us know Give us suggestions on what we should do. I'm
1: super down <laughs> for this idea. You the weirder, have, like, the
0: better.
2: If you can relate microphone.
0: it to the show, that kudos to you. Extra brownie yes. points. Yes.
2: It's just me yelling your own into the microphone for five minutes, really, really loud. Post in response to our Facebook
1: post, you know, or like to our Twitter, and just hit us up about your weird party ideas. Hashtag <laughs> the worst party
0: <laughs> or the best.
1: Yeah, that's part of the hashtag.
0: All right, so last time you were introduced to promising new villains in the Taguro brothers who seemingly met an untimely and all-too-early end. Or did they? So today we're finally gonna get down to brass tacks and discuss not only the long-awaited production of the show, but also summarize our thoughts about the first season and before we like now start talking about the new one and diving into the next. Speaking of which, this Justin, we're here to tell you that not only did the Tagoro brothers survive, but they're back better than ever, ready to offer teeny or meshi the real fight of their lives on one hanging on one hanging island. You better get ready.
1: Alright. Alright. So, uh, as Hannah mentioned, uh, today we're going to talk about the uh, Japanese production of the show. Uh, Yuhaku Show, if you didn't know, uh, it was made by Studio Pierrot, who was the main animating studio. And uh, they produced... Perot or Parrot? Hero. It, we've had this discussion. It's French. It. <laughs> I like Studio Parrot. Oh yeah. man, I've heard way worse pronunciations. Like I was watching like a Here's Why You Shows is the Best series video where the guy had done a ton of research but fucked up the pronunciation of that name because he's like Studio Periot, And I'm like, that is not even remotely correct. But he had all his <laughs> other shit cited. I'm like, I don't know how you fuck that part up. But, uh... Regardless, they did, you know, most of the main production, but uh, some other areas like were sort of outsourced or worked on with other groups. Uh, background art was done by, uh, I don't know the pronu- correct French pronunciation of this would be like Atelier, uh, B-W-C-A, but it might be like Atel- Atelier. Uh, the in-between animations were done by Madhouse and finishing animation by Dr. Movie, which is a
2: great name. How did you feel about their in-betweens? Like, it's always hit or miss. Like, I know Dragon Ball had a lot of awful ones. But I haven't noticed any here that really were awful looking.
1: uh, Hannah, would you like to speak to this, seeing as how you're the most uh, uh, artistically inclined? I
0: think it can really vary episode per episode. Like, if you screenshot or you pause on a random scene, especially during, like, an action sequence. Like, maybe, I think the animation was kind of lacking in the beginning. So, episode four or five... And you're like, oof, that in anatomy's off. And, like, the point of in-betweens is basically to kind of, like, have filler mo- movement to kind of make sure to the eye it looks like someone's hand's moving. So they don't have to stress out the details as much. But the more filler movement you have between a frame, the more fluid it will be. And you don't really see that, especially in the early episodes of the hawk show. Budget reasons, mainly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, This is not so much an in-between thing, but I was recently watching a thing about the end of the Dark Tournament. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, uh, without spoiling too much, there's a certain character there who is very short, who, in this Mm -hmm. shot, is the same height as some very tall people and is completely off-model, and I'm just like, I don't know how the... It's a still shot, too. So it wasn't just like, yeah, we drew one frame. It was like, no, y'all spend some time on this. I don't know what happened there, but uh, yeah. overall, uh, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. But it just stuck out at me because I was like, who the fuck is that? Until I like thought of the proportions differently. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs>
0: yeah, stock characters are really common, especially in traditional animation, where they take one character model and they'll paint over, because it's cell sh- sheets, basically they'll just paint over different features to save budget and everything, so could have been the case we we don't know for sure
1: <laughs> yep uh so getting back to studio perot uh the director for the series was uh, noriuki abe we've talked a little bit about him before yeah. but he's a filipino japanese anime director he formerly worked uh as a storyboard artist and also a sound director at various points apparently uh, he's best known for his work with uh, yuhaku show uh, ninku flame of Raka, Bleach. Uh, Black Butler and Boruto. There's a <laughs> lot of bees in there that I did not notice till just Pib. now.
2: I wish, wish thought Boruto was funny. I, I saw that and was like, "Is that like a knockoff Naruto? Like a Doctor <laughs> Pib? It's like instead oh, of Naruto, have you mean Boruto. Mr. Pib? <laughs> Senor mean, Pib. If you think about it, Boruto is pretty much the do- Mister Pib of uh, of Naruto. No,
1: that would imply an affiliation. Mister Pib was never affiliated with Doctor Pepper. Um, but yeah, I, I got the idea. Uh, but yeah, so. Series composition, which I forget if that's a rough translation from Japanese or just one of those Japan-only titles, uh, was done by, uh, Yukiyoshi Ohashi, uh, who was a scriptwriter born in, uh, 1959. And this is from Japanese Wikipedia because there is no English wiki about this person, even though they have been instrumental in a number of series. They were involved with, uh, Uresu Yatsura, uh, Fist of the North Star, uh, Otojuko, uh, Otojuko, which is Uh, I think in the English version it's called Sakagake Male School, uh, which is about like a fucking high school about making dudes super manly. It's supposed to be a parody in the manga, but I think they took it seriously in the anime. I could have that wrong, but that's my recollection of it. Um, they made a live action version of that somewhat recently. Uh, very, when I say somewhat recently, I mean like the past seven years. But uh, th- this person also worked on the 1991 Dragon Quest anime, which is based on Dragon Quest 4. They worked on Yu Hakusho, as, we've, as you obviously know. They worked on Beast Wars. Uh, I don't know in what capacity, because none of these are credited with direct roles. But this is kind of an odd one, because yeah. although Transformers is originally from Japan, I always think of Beast Wars as a very American part of the show.
0: But they could have just, like, outsourced, like... You know, talent from Japan. For sure. Work on it. Yeah, for sure. That was also one of my favorite. I really uh, liked it as a kid. It got got really intense.
1: Oh, yeah. At the end, we're like, what's his name? They put his spark inside of a different body. And it's just like, oh, no. (laughs) And then spoilers, like Beast Wars. Yeah, yeah Beast Wars spoilers, <laughs> y'all. And then they had, uh, what was the sequel series? It was like Beast Machines. Yeah. Yeah, Beast Machines, they took that drama we were just talking about at the end of the series that was like well-constructed and just fucked it up by being like, now he's a tank. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. Did they ever come
2: out with the Beast Boys?
1: Oh, uh, god damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, this person also worked on Hikaru no Go and the 2015 Tamagotchi anime, which I didn't know existed. So the weirdest thing is this person wrote most of the Pokemon anime, uh, which I did not... Well, actually, I wrote most of the Pokemon series. Looking at it now, I do not know if that meant the anime or the games, but I'm assuming it means the anime. It's because, probably the anime. Is. Yeah, it's probably, but I I cannot say that for sure. Uh, but yeah. Someone jump in.
0: So the script was written by Hiroshi Hashimoto, so there's also no... English Wikipedia on him, but from what we gathered, the information we did find that he was born in 1962 in Hokkaido, and he was big in college theater. Uh, The stuff that he's worked on, uh, we couldn't find the information on exactly what role he played, but he did work on anime such as the Show*, of course. Hunter x Hunter, also oh, a uh,
2: Togashi original, so that's pretty cool. One Piece, Zash Bell, Zash and... Oh, I should have said it's
0: on not Zach Bell. Yeah, Zach Bell. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Zash Bell, right? Oh,
2: Zash Bell, I was yeah. That was Zach
1: a Bell. No, there's, there's a T in there, for sure. Is that an anime? Yeah, it's an anime. What's... Oh. I don't Yeah,
0: it's to. an anime. It's about, like, this little puppet...
1: It's kind of Pokemon-ish, but not really. Like, they have, like, these, like, puppet things that are, like, their allies that they fight. They're, like, almost like stands that people can fucking see. So is it,
2: like, fighting foodons.
1: No, it is not, like, fighting food-ons. God, I want to watch that series. <laughs> Why? Because it's good. Oh, God damn. <laughs> it makes me hungry. Let me tell you about Um, But, yeah, this person also worked on a bunch of dramas. I'm assuming as a writer, uh, but, again, we don't have that information directly available to us. Uh, the next person is uh, Katsuyuki Sumisawa, who's from Tokyo, and I have no idea when they were born. They could be immortal. Um, that could be true. I mean, look at what they worked on. They worked yeah, on. They worked on the later parts yeah. of Dragon Ball. So yeah, they're they're pretty old. Uh, they worked on DBZ, Ranma Half, uh, Yu Hakusho, Sailor Moon, Macross Seven. And they worked serious composition on Gundam Wing, Zoids, Inuyasha and Naruto. So this person Yeah, this person's like basically like Toonami Incarnate, but without the focus on the American market.
2: Yeah, this guy has worked a lot with what's her name, the person that does all those series like Rama One Half and Hunter not Hunter, sorry. Is it Rama One Half and Uyasha Yoshiyatsu? Oh,
1: uh Takahashi? Yeah. yeah. I don't know
2: a lot of people have been work-, work with her, yes, I, I mean she's super fucking series. famous,
1: yeah. Uh, so the next person, Sukihiro Tomita, actually has an English wiki. I'm not... Ex- actually, I do know why. Because this person is super influential in the anime universe, like, in a way that even Westerners would have to care about in sight. So, uh, went to a university and planned to do lighting for movies, but due to a strike, didn't really get to go to class. Um... So they wrote plays and parodies at this time and got popular doing that and got a job at a screenwriting company, like, originally as a manager rather than a writer, and ironically worked their way down from being a manager to being a writer to get their writing debut in 1978. Because, you know, sometimes you have a skill set that doesn't exactly line up with your dreams, so you end up going in as something that's technically a higher position than what you want to do, but not what you want to do. And looks like that's what happened here. Um... But they worked on a lot of novelizations and wrote for uh, Digimon Frontier, uh, V Gundam, uh, Sailor Moon, Macross 2, it looks like, and Wedding Peach. None mm. of... I have not heard of Wedding Peach. Have you guys? No. Sounds good, though. <laughs> is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds interesting. Uh, and so, another thing that's very weird is... Oftentimes, there's another person credited as Yukiyoshi Ohashi. But... On looking at the characters, it's the same fucking person as mentioned earlier, oh. who is Shikichi Ohashi, and it was just a misreading of the kunyomi versus onyomi pronunciation of the same name, so a lot of the English databases on this
2: person are wrong. Mm. Are you sure maybe, maybe it wasn't just like a pseudonym he used? No,
1: there's another person involved with in the production who does use a pseudonym that is very weird. I forget if it's in these notes
2: or another one. I gotcha. Um, so I guess you want to talk about the, can I talk about the executive producer? So that would be uh, Yuji Nurokawa. Nunokawa Nuro, Nunokawa. Born uh, in 1947. Uh, Parents' house was a tailor shop, which is kind of interesting. I guess you can say he's tailoring the anime, right? I, okay, go with it. Go, I'm, I'm rolling, I'm rolling. Let's go. All right. Loved art and played played at the... And played... No, plays. Oh, like sorry. Theater. Lo- oh, sorry. Loved art, plays, and the movies as a kid. First high school job was painting ads. Oh, cool. At university, he studied at night as a Japanese design st- school at a Japanese design school while working during the day. Got an advertising job and immediately quit to work on the 19, 1965 anime Space Boys So Long. What the hell is that? I mean, it was the 60s and it was an anime, so it's probably just some weird mispronunciation of an English word or something. I'll have to watch that now. We should do that weird 90s anime. Weird 60s anime. <laughs> no, we should definitely not do 60s anime. I mean, there's some that like hold up, but man, there's so few. Um, okay. But continue. Yeah, was later instrumental in the founding of the company that, was, that would become Sunrise. A.K.A. one of the biggest
1: companies.
3: Wow.
2: Yeah, that's why this person's important, and they very were also important. born earlier than a lot of the other people. Went on to found Perot with other, with other former Tatsunoko employees in 79. Tatsunoko, yeah. yeah I, Tatsunoko being another huge yeah, fucking studio. What is with this guy? This guy's working on yeah, all the big stuff. This person's
1: kind of, like, I won't say legendary, but, like, you know, is instrumental in a lot of shit. Everything his
2: touches turns to gold.
1: Apparently. And
2: basically worked on too many series to count, and New Yu York Yu shows probably just something attributed to him by Japanese seniority systems. That's a guess of mine, just cause, uh, for those who don't know, oftentimes, I wish Megan was here because she
1: could make this more concrete, but oftentimes executive producerships for shows in Japan are given to people based on seniority rather than actual involvement. Um, and similar things happen in the US as well, but generally that has to do more with money rather than seniority
0: so now getting into art directors for studio Puro, we have first yuji ikeda who worked on episodes one through 66 um they worked on a bunch of shonen anime and then eventually became ceo of studio wyeth and there's also another art director Shigenori Takaga who worked on episodes sixty six through one hundred twelve. So starting with Togoro's Wish. Um,
1: Which has a noticeably distinct style from like the entire rest of the dark t- tournament.
0: Yeah, so um, they worked on a bunch of pure stuff and then like Joe said, worked on the more realistic, but impressionist, surrealist style that we'll see in chapter black and um, I think it works well because if you got if you guys have read the manga. As the manga for Yu Yu Hakusho went on, the more impressionistic it got. From the clean style it was in the beginning of the series. Okay, so other <coughs> notable art directors are Kudo Hideaki, Hitoshi Nagasaki, and Shinobu Takahashi. Going into character designers for episode one through nineteen, we have Minoru Yamazawa who worked on. The 2000, um, JoJo's Bizarre Circus, or JoJo's Bizarre, Bizarre, Bizarre circus. circus! Bizarre Adventure! <laughs> Tony Gore <Clark> Adventure! Bizarre
3: Circus?
4: <laughs> no, I, I have no idea. There's a like JoJo that Circus. Movie.
2: That is a show, JoJo Circus. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, is it? you <laughs> never heard <laughs> of it? I've, I've, I've not heard, heard of this. Maybe
0: that's like, like, my bad, I'm not a JoJo watcher.
2: <laughs> uh, well, I the <laughs> one you should be. I I've
0: sh-
1: never seen JoJo. Um, I need you movie. should watch it, it's <laughs> so good. Um... But just really quick, something that's interesting is for anyone who hasn't seen it, the 2000 JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Tell you audience, it came
2: out in 1991.
1: No, there was there was that one. They continued it with another six episodes in the 2001 because they didn't finish it. What they did was they had the last part, the Egypt arc <laughs> that was done in the 90s. They did not do any of the stuff before Egypt, and when they went in 2000, they made all the stuff before Egypt. Oh, I'm that explains. Okay, that's, that's why the animation style changes so
2: drastically. That that's one of the reasons why. Because my Legends collection, it starts off right at the Egypt thing with Iggy, yeah, and then it ends at the at the Dio fight. That's exactly. why I always, I always thought it was weird. How they didn't do the first episode.
1: So, the 2000 JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, OVA, is notorious for being the most bara shit on the planet. Like, everyone, <laughs> you know, 17-year-old high school student, Jotaro Kujo, is the biggest man on the planet. He's, like, he looks like he's 350 pounds. <laughs> to be
2: fair, to be fair, that's
1: just here he goes. Wait, is, the, is he fat? No, 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 no. He's just, like, gigantic beyond belief. Like, you know, like, Broly from Dragon Ball uh, Z? He looks like it's, that it's shit.
4: He's, like, oh, <laughs>
1: While in the recent anime rendition, nice. While in the recent anime rendition, he's still a huge fucking what? dude, but he looks like he's like two forty pounds. Oh. Yeah, so it's it's a pretty noticeable. Like, there's a hundred pound difference there. Oh, so, wow. uh, so I have no idea how that translates into the art of one through twenty of jo- of uh, Yu where no one looks like that. Yeah. I guess with the exception of. Um, who's the fucking teacher who punched the concrete?
0: Oh, oh shoot.
2: Iwamoto? Yeah, Iwamoto. Iwamoto's
0: yeah. fucking
1: stacked, but
2: yeah. other than him.
0: Yeah,
4: no, I can see
2: It's it. like one of those tropes, i am ai am am a, I'm a, a seventeen year old school boy. Oh yeah. It's like <laughs> It's Terry Crews. And seven foot high. Yes. I am 12, the,
4: from Benchwarmers, No. I'm
2: that's an obscure reference. Nice. I need <laughs> okay. to watch that movie again.
0: Okay, we're um, the character designer who worked on episode 20 through 112, her name's Mari Kitayama. So in junior college, she actually made a YYH Show doujin based on the manga. And after the manga ended, but the anime was still going on, she started writing and drawing four comas, which are like basically four panel manga that are all vertical, and it's usually kind of, like, a one... It has, like, the punchline okay. all in, like, four pan, four panels. And it was called Yu Yu Zen Show, and included, like, things like character polls, articles, updates about the anime, and, like, had a little interview about her and, like, her involvement with the animation production. And, yeah, she later became a Studio, studio Puro and, animator right out of junior college fortunately she got tendonitis and quit drawing and like everyone really missed her and she's uh brought back as the leader's secretary and now continues to do character design because like talent is really needed and she was used more on creating like meaningful character designs rather than just cranking out art which is kind of notorious especially in east asia with animation studios um, in general, like, an animator is kind of like, uh, livestock. Machine. Machine. Livestock just cranking out one drawing after the other, so it's good that she wasn't resorted to doing that, and she worked on other animes, like, Fujiyugi and their online line of doujins. I find it cool she made her career out of dojins. so. That's,
3: that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah.
0: She's, like, the most successful fan. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: nice.
0: Yeah. So when you say Jojin, it was like a PG
4: dojin. Like yes. dojin's based yes. off like yes. storyline or not quite like mm-hmm. new storylines based off the
0: characters. Not, yes. Like
2: This should be, This should probably <laughs> there. Be, need to find the, like the word dojin. It's it's, it's well,
1: one it of those misinterpretations in the right. US rather than in Japan. I think
0: it just means fan comic.
1: Yeah. yeah we we, we talked about fiction, this like three episodes fiction. ago yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. It's fan
0: fiction. Um, but, when I came back from Japan.
4: Yeah. It's
1: it's mostly a misinterpretation in the like, US rather than in Japan. In Japan, they'll obviously instantly know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, um, and then the final art direct, or character designer um, is Masaya Onishi, who was born in 1959 and is still one of the main Perot staff. Yeah.
1: Uh, and so uh, there were some people who specifically directed certain episodes uh, as animation directors. Uh, so this is a lot of numbers, but uh, <laughs> Shinji Ochi... Uh, directed twenty two sixty and 96. Keep these in mind, guys, because you're going to be quizzed later. Uh, Minoru Yamazawa did character design and directed uh, Eps 1 through 19. Uh, Michi Nori Chiba episode 108. Now I need to know what 108 was because I'm wondering what's so special about 108. I
4: got you all. Well, let's figure that
1: out. If it contains a spoiler, don't say it. But Wait, so yeah. you can it's probably... Like, it's like Yusuke dies horribly. Oh, that's it. And does it
3: come back.
1: <laughs> Every... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> he just gets shot. Another
0: one is uh, Hiroki Kano. So, so 5, 17, 24, 32, and 50. And a former was a former animator and then became both an animator and a character designer.
1: Uh, another person, Atsushi uh, Wakabayashi, who did uh, oh, 6, it's... 12, 15, 23, 30, 35. <laughs> 41, 48, 52,
4: 58, 66, 74. Bingo. Uh, (laughs) Watch all fillers. Like, just the filler episodes. Uh,
1: They were an all-rounder for Perot in the 90s. Uh, So this one's interesting and actually pretty different from the others, but Akihiro uh, Enomoto did endings 3 through 5 and openings 2 through Uh, 3. Show was kind of weird about its openings because it keeps the same opening song for all three openings, but there are slight differences. One... One is very different from two and three, but two and three are the same minus one or two shots.
0: Yeah, it's, like, kind of they keep most of, like, the same images, but they, like, change up characters depending on who shows up for that particular season or uh, whatever main outfit for the the season for each character.
4: So, uh, backtracking, episode 108 is, like, the fourth to the last episode.
1: Can... Is the title super spoilery? Yeah.
4: I can't, oh, I can't. Okay, can I see okay. It real quick?
1: I'm trying to think if there's like a good way to... I'm not gonna look at it. Yeah, there is literally no, no, way, no, to no, 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 is no way to talk we'll just, about we'll that. There is no way to talk about that.
0: will just say 108. Uh, it's close uh, to the end,
1: so... so yeah.
0: So are several producers for this series. Fair so well, Yusuke, the...
2: get, Yusuke gets cut in half of the story. That's the Japanese title. Yeah. <laughs> so what
0: Kenji Shimizu. Uh, they worked as the executive, Vice Executive Officer Director of Corporate Planning for Fuji TV.
1: Uh, Fuji TV, sorry. No, I Fuji TV. typo on my part.
0: Uh, the, they're also the president of a satellite company, the VP of David Productions, uh, which did uh, Jojo Bazaar's adventure, um, but part-time. Uh, he studied in law school, but that then got into TV production, film production, and business. He had some hand in helping getting Dr. Slump and Dragon Ball off the ground. So
1: this person's a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. And they, again, yeah. probably weren't that directly involved with the show, but were, you know, an executive producer because seniority and power. There's
0: also Koji Kanata. um, Again... Hajino and Kiyotaro Kimura, who is famous, a famous animation and advising producer. Uh, he unfortunately passed away suddenly in 2010 when he was 58 years old. R.I.P. Speaking
4: of passing away, a lot of these like voice actors and like people in the industry die at like. 58, 60 years old. Wow. Yeah. Like I feel, I feel or at least that's just like I've been hearing new stories. Like recently, who passed away? The man who,
1: the dude who did Hihachi, Professor Oak, and yeah. most so importantly, Law. Joseph Joestar. Yeah, Joe Star. he did just Joestar. Joe yeah,
4: but he yeah. wasn't that old, right? Like he was in his maybe his sixties.
1: I think he was in his sixties. Yeah, which well, is weird because Japan has like a really high, you know, longevity. Well, he had yeah. cancer, so well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never mind. That's not just. I think so. <laughs> yeah, Japan, while it has like a very high average, like you know, life expectancy, like. People still smoke there at a rate much higher than most other, you know, developed countries.
2: Yeah, it was Unsho Ishizuka was the voice actor of Odo Joseph from JoJo.
4: They don't focus a lot on preventative care too over there. Like, yeah. there's not a lot of preventative medicine. Interesting. At least so yeah. so
3: that's like, what I
4: heard.
0: doing so like here,
4: here <laughs> where we don't focus on
2: preventative yeah. care. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We're tied. <laughs> Just so like we, us. <laughs> they did Takumi's dad from an initial D, <laughs> oh my which made me sad because that's like one of my favorite animes of all time. Nice.
1: So yeah, uh, special effects, uh, we have people like Etsuro Kihara, who worked on Berserk, Cardcaptor Sakura, uh, the Fatal Fury animes, uh, wow. and Samurai Pizza Cats. <laughs> <laughs> something I did not expect to see on here.
4: I've never heard of that before.
1: It was totally different in Japan, and it was one of those, they changed the localization entirely, but people actually really like the American version. Because it's, like, very weird, and it became this... Like, they were both comedies, but yeah. apparently the American version is way different.
4: Like, it's weirder or Yeah, Oh, well, I know. I used to think this was Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it has to be, because, like, everything probably didn't translate well. Yeah, probably. It's like, uh, bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. <laughs> I the show as a kid. For That's a time. great
1: show. Um, But, yeah, so we have Toyohiko Sakakibara, uh, who did Oh My Goddess, uh, Beck, Card Cardcaptors, Cowboy Bebop, Death Note. This is Death Notes, but that's definitely not accurate. Death Notes. <laughs> yeah, the it's Fire Emblem, Death OVA, <laughs> uh, Macross Plus. OAB. Yeah, fuck off. Uh, Roroni Kenshin, Tenchi Muyo, Uresu Yatsura, oh, and Vampire Hunter D, the movie. Tenchi Muyo. Um, you got a cool note about Tenchi Muyo or just sighing you know, and just this, this is, remembering?
4: was like a little, this is a really weird anecdote, but like me and my little brother would watch Tenchi Muyo and before or after every episode, there's like a little carrot and like a little cat thing that did the paw print. Real, then, okay. Yeah. yeah. And me and my brother would pretend to be the carrot in the paw print. <laughs> that's
1: like really
4: brother, cute. My brother and I, we were like four and like seven, I think. Man, so like that.
1: that's a pretty unwholesome show for y'all to be watching.
4: I, I haven't great. seen it since I was a kid. All I remember is like, Oh, like a bunch of girls and a boy go on a spaceship together. Woohoo! That's like, was, there,
1: was there. more to that? Oh, there was a lot of just like nudity and like yeah. I probably, oh, well, maybe in the version you saw there wasn't. But like, I watched
4: it on TV, like Adult Swim, probably.
1: Earlier. So or the other probably there was maybe a decent
2: amount, yeah. but I probably would probably look that. People made very, it, a,
0: very, very aggressive hugging, but nothing more yeah. than that. Some glomping. Oh, <laughs> I does. get it now. <laughs> oh.
1: So we got uh, Masahiro Murakami, uh, who worked on Angel Beats, Ark of the Lad, uh, various Dragon Ball movies, Ghost in the Shell, uh, Evangelion 1.0, Dot .hack, the uh, Kill Bill anime segment, and the uh, King of Fighters OVA. Ooh. Finally, we have uh, Kenji Ikeda, who worked on Flame of Rekka, Great Teacher Onizuka, Naruto, and Sayuki. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, the Japanese production, like, obviously we could go into more detail, but, like, holy shit, we will not. <laughs> that's <a laughs> We lot just of stuff. won't. <laughs> we just won't. Um, there are videos on YouTube where you can find that shit out.
0: So, basically, the Haku Show was basically created by a whole bunch of very talented and people who are also, like, huge industry leaders in terms Let's of, like, anime. Back.
1: Oh yeah, it is coming back if we haven't talked about it on the show. Have we yeah. mentioned? I don't no, think we never don't really, talk really about it. talked
4: about it. Only really when I went to Japan because there were oh, so yeah. many goods yeah. for the Yuhaka show. But so yeah, it, it is coming back. Group. They're
1: making an OVA, which is cool, but I, I'm kind of sad what it's based on. Which is like, it's based on some stuff that takes place before the series. Yeah. Um, which is cool that they're doing, but I wish they would go further back to the previous Dark Tournament.
0: Oh, oh, like the... Like 50 years ago. Yeah. Without
1: spoiling anything, but yeah.
0: But I feel like that would almost be like... A new show. A new show. Yeah. Like, they would have to either... If it was like a... Yoshi Hirotagashi actually yeah. had something written about that, they'd probably have to get it from him. Or like, create their own thing, which is a, kind of like a hit. Yeah, best. it could
1: it could go real bad.
0: So, with this... So, they're really focusing on Kie and Kurama, right?
1: Yeah. That's
4: mm-hmm. what I... Okay, that's what I assume. Yeah.
1: That's kind of cool. Short-haired Kurama, even. I
4: mean, I oh know, yeah, I he, he's looking being, hot. I'm not
1: gonna lie. He's fourteen, oh, God, he's 14.
4: you know what? He's technically eternal. All right, he is like two hundred and whatever years old. How old is he?
1: He's a lot older than that. He's but really anyway.
4: a million well, So much for not
1: getting rated. Anyways, <laughs> he's technically eternal. That's my favorite excuse for things. For
4: pedophilia, yes. he's eternal.
1: He's like a thousand years old. This is why I
4: don't tell my coworkers I do this podcast.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we gotta tell the
4: the one company I work for. No,
1: I was gonna say yeah, the coworker I know, but like never mind. <laughs> They'd be like, "Oh, okay." Wait, doesn't?
4: Oh yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, so now we'll just kind of talk about the season and, uh, you know, kind of recap what's, what happened because we finished the season last time. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, does anyone want to start up like with your general thoughts about the first season? Like Patrick, I'd, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts
2: seeing yeah. as how you hadn't seen the show before. Total shite. Whoa. Fuck off. <laughs> no. Get off the podcast. Bye.
4: Dissenting opinion.
2: I'm leaving now. This is his house. <laughs> I'm going out the door. Bye guys.
4: <laughs> step, 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 step. Cold order. <laughs> but anyways, I thought it
2: was... I thought it, I it's a really good show at first. I thought the Resurrection arc was awful. Um, I thought the Three Thieves were good. Ginkai Succession was really good. Ma- uh, Maze Castle was extremely good. And Togoro was pretty good. Really good. I liked it. Um, yeah, but I really like it. There's a lot of like, foreshadowing I've been noticing. There's a lot of uh, hidden meanings and stuff. <laughs> Are you just reading the book? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I was looking in that direction. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, okay. but I'm saying, like, there's a lot of foreshadowing. There's a lot... Of, like, in deeper meanings, like, the Bar thing from last episode is pretty legit. Oh, uh, like, which... Him ju- just developing and realizing, like, his place as a man, I guess. Oh, like, yeah, his, his like, duty, basically. Like, like his, yeah, duty. his reason. Amazing... duty. Damn. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it was influential for many of the dark term Was Like, yeah, I want to be the toughest... We'll talk about that later. I'll say, it, but he's, I want to be the toughest guy. So, uh, what's her name? Ice Princess is not threatened anymore. Yeah, Kina. It's cute. Yukina is that her name? Yeah, Yukina. Yukina, yeah. You can remember because it's snow vegetable. <laughs> snow vegetable. Yes. Yeah, so he's just out to protect snow vegetable. So I like it. So it far. might be herb or something, but like the first part definitely snow. snow. Yeah, because yeah. like
1: if that wasn't the case, what were they doing with that name? Is it still- You might be right.
2: I you might be I'm not sure. Snowflower, that makes sense though. I don't
4: know, I don't know the kanji. Anyway, continue.
2: Yeah. Gentle like a flower. No. But uh (laughs) uh yeah, I really like really enjoy it so far, and I can't wait to see where this dark tournament thing goes. But there's a whole lot of tournament arcs and it's feeling like Yu-Gi-Oh! really fast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So uh like I don't agree with this, but there's a significant portion of the fan base that thinks the Dark Tournament is the best saga. And, like, so, I think you're in for a treat, but we'll see how you like it. Because it's, it depends on how much you like tournament arcs, so.
2: Well, yeah, I watched, I watched, like, two shows that are entirely tournament arcs, so I think I'm good on that. <laughs> cool. One cool. being Yu-Gi-Oh, and the other, I think, technically Pokemon. Pokemon's, it's tightly, the entire- there, there are parts is of it there? that are, turn- I mean, they're, I mean,
1: like the entire show is, like, slash
0: it's
2: action adventure, yeah. Like, basically, he's trying to earn shit to get into a tournament. Mm. Yeah, but well, yeah, but yeah. I I think I don't think that's, I know show that isn't a tournament mark. Like even JoJo apart seems like a tournament. Well, but it's not actually. God damn. Not, it. But I mean, think about it, though. He's fighting single elimination. Well, no, no, but like, people. there's no, there's not a
1: bracket being formed.
2: Well, yeah, there's a bracket. It's it's it's, it's in my mind. It's the, it's the Joe stars versus Dio and killing everyone. Oh, so marker. there's one match. <laughs> No, but think about it. Like the the people, like you know, one character fights one character. No, I and I get, other, and I, like it's like a bracket to Dio. I get what you're
1: saying, but that's I don't agree. I got your but you, but you're
4: wrong. No, I mean, <laughs>
1: okay. yeah, but regardless, uh, yeah. Like, what are, what are your guys' thoughts on the first season? Like, you know, revisiting it, like if it's been some time or like, kind of, what are your thoughts?
0: I think I developed a better appreciation of it because every time I would rewatch the series, I'd be like, skip the first 25 episodes. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I I think I'm, I at least watch Genkai and Maze Castle when I, like, rewatch.
0: I think I just would just automatically start with Dark Tournament, because, like, I knew what was going on, and I just thought, especially as a kid, and then reading the manga, like, the latter half is when it picks up, in my opinion. Yeah. So I was like, do-do-do, just, you know, skip right there. But, um, re-watching it, especially the first few episodes, Though, I feel like, yeah, in terms of, like, animation, or it was kind of cheesy, the basic, when you analyze the characters, like, Kuwabara and K, especially K where he starts off, I got a better appreciation about him, and especially, like, rewatching him, like, how, like, why he was a punk and everything, so... Yeah, I think I got, I, I, rewatching it made me appreciate the first season a lot more.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of development that you don't technically need, but is, like, really, like, in, in tune with everything that will come later.
0: Yeah, I feel like the first you this first season just not only, like, establishes what the, what is going on, what the series is going to be about, it just grounds it, like, this is, like, it. Makes you familiar with who Yusuke is, who Kuwabara is, introduces Kurama and Hiei, and how they'll be the main players, so it's kind of like, you have to start from one before you get to like, a thousand and five hundred.
2: Exactly. You just gotta know the characters, and and it's interesting seeing especially Kuwabara build up over the time, like watching this fresh every, every, like continuously, you can see him go from this guy that's like, just all enthusiastic, and he th- seems like a punk, but he has good intentions to well, he really has good intentions. He mm-hmm. just has anger issues. He just didn't have that... He had a passion, but he just didn't know where to put it.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I, I was going to say, I, I like that, like, it kind of weaves mysteries into each of the characters mm-hmm. that, like, you won't get kind of, like, notes on until later. Like, you know, finding out that he and Yukina are related. But it's like, but what does that mean for, like, you know, how he, like, grew up and stuff like that? And Yusuke, it's like, why doesn't he have a father? And, yeah. like... Just, like, some other things like that. Like, it's it's interesting seeing how things are seeded for later. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Also, even within season one, things that are seeded, like, you know, seeing He fight Saryu as his, like, you know, foil, and, like, realizing, like, wait, why is the guy who does the sword shit, why is he ice, why is he against the dude who does ice stuff? It's like, that's weird.
0: Yeah. That's, that's hmm, weird. Yeah, yeah, I think, like, the fact that we watched it, I did get to see more like the symbolism behind like all the different character designs, like who they're based off of, just the more cultural stuff that I didn't really pay attention to as a kid. Um, So being able to rewatch it and just see it just makes me a lot more appreciative and then makes me kind of look out more what more cultural notes to make that will come up when the series goes on before i would just watch it, it was like oh i like it i like this fun series it has all my favorite characters i never it never sometimes it ever went processed with me like oh this takes place in japan because i watched it english that i was like oh yusuke is just like me an asian american teenager but <laughs> is, is asian american <laughs> teenager living in <laughs>
2: It really does crazy. seem like it could
1: take him place in like the 80s Bay Area.
2: Yeah. Can <laughs> you can you pass he's me that donut? It's just like a, like yeah. opera, <laughs> I think that's a right <laughs> like Yeah, Cape opera LA. But like he's just
0: Sticking around San Francisco or something, Dude, <laughs> going if, to Catholic school. Okay? <laughs> yeah, if
1: they made like a remake of Yu Show that was in America, I would be vaguely okay if they made it like all Asian Americans in like 80s L. A. Oh I'd, <laughs> I'd be
2: kind of down for that because it's going to be all white people. Oh, <laughs> no. and they're in Indiana because fuck it. Scarlett Johansson plays uh, Yuja. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> quick thing: <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians is in theaters right now. Uh,
4: just saying, we're um, gonna go see so that after this watching. podcast.
2: I know that I'm Super gonna learn. Related. Yeah, I'm gonna learn all about my Asian answer now. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a video podcast, so some of the joke is lost there. But anyways, um, I, the joke is I'm not Asian. Yeah.
4: <laughs> joke is he's very, very, very white.
2: Not, Asian. Um,
4: <laughs> not Asian.
2: Not
1: Asian. Not uh, Asian. But yeah, so I guess like this is actually more of a question for Patrick. But like, what are your thoughts on like what plot threads do you see opening up right now? Because like. You know, there's certain things that are, like, with the revelations of the next two episodes, you can talk about the next two episodes, because we'll get to them, like, feel free to spoil it a bit, but, like, what are your thoughts on, like, what is opening up to happen
2: right now? Um, a lot of different stuff. Oh, all right. that's no, nice? Um, wow. I, I just think that, I just think that the Hiei sister thing's gonna come up a lot. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that those, the, the the guile-looking guy and that kid are gonna, gonna be important in some aspect Wait. or manner. huh? Uh, he's talking about
1: Zero and uh, Rinku. Uh, yeah.
2: The guy looks like Guile. He's throwing sonic booms at the... the... The
1: more you see him, the less you'll think he looks like Guile.
2: I got you. Well, yeah. I'm imagining to he's going to do some sonic boom action going on. Not even close. <laughs> but yeah, I it's kind of interesting. That I, I think I like the the first episode of that one where it sort of gave the thing, oh, the guy that's helping, he's not good, he's evil as fuck. And he's like, you know, having... like. I mean, I guess I'll say it, like they had him take out the god, the villain from the last one, which I mean it, it's good, but you know it's going to have repercussions. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just that act, uh, not the. I mean, that guy's not going to matter in any future episodes. But the act. Right. Are you talking about Torugane real quick? The guy that got his head kicked off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't feel like he's gonna. Yeah. But yeah, I, I have a feeling it's going to be really weird, and there's going to be a lot of a lot of tension going, on, especially with the true brothers. Togoro brothers. Togoro brothers. Yeah. yeah. Cool.
1: Um Yeah, I guess, like, we don't have to talk about this a ton, but, like, yeah, it, it was interesting seeing, like, just, like, the melange of cultural influences in, like, yeah. you know, Japanese folk culture. Uh, you see elements of Chinese culture, such as the four saint beasts. You see, like, the influence of India through the form of Buddhism, like, prevalent in Japan. And uh, you see a lot of, like, you know, native Japanese, like, demons slash yokai. And uh, it's it's pretty cool seeing them all together because, like, people think of Japan as, like, ethnically homogeneous because like genetically that is true for the most part depending on how much you think of the korean relation as a thing um but there's like a lot of foreign cultural influences that have now be come to be considered like one idea of japanese culture but it's actually there's a diversity and like multiple strains there it's interesting
0: yeah like different ethnic minorities that do live in japan are have been like native to japan I mean, I, I, it's very complicated, and I, I don't know if I feel like I can speak on it, because I just know what I learned from, like, Wikipedia and various YouTube documentaries, so I'm not an expert by any means. But it, the fact that we can see, like, some of these influences within the series is really cool. Um, so, and there's also... The transition from like the 80s to the 90s that we can see in this series is really cool. Not just in the fact that the fashion is like the most obvious. So on. cool! It's so cool. So cool, dude. One, the, on. I'm with you on that. She needs to. She's gonna be my first comes. Dude. Maybe he has got some cool outfits too. That's what like he's that in hair a jacket, that hair, like yeah. in this.
4: And we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk exclusively about his hair. But his like little wispy hair, like, ah. that he like, oh, comes yeah. out with, that like that's the boy band like 2000s <laughs> oh, or
2: 90s hair. Yeah, I was gonna say 90s, 90s. going to be honest, like, I'm I'm a bit disappointed that his hair changed. Uh, it's not permanent
1: he he changes it variously like when he's like when Yusuke's out of sorts his hair kind of gets fucked up and then when he's like more on it he greases his hair back like, I actually, because I liked his
2: pompadour-esque look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sad, yeah he, okay.
1: he, he never, like, has, like, a permanent hair change. It's more, like, just, like, they account for, like, what the mood and, like, logistics of the scene are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Casual use k hair down, business use k slick that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, now I'm just thinking and about Molly like k. A, <laughs> it's her name, Keiko. Yeah. a little different.
4: Well, a little more relaxed.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I wrote this one down, but I don't really think it's relevant yet. This might be in 25 episodes. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I wrote women in Yuhaka Show, and while there haven't been, like, there are women of note, like, we, we can talk a little bit about this, but I think it will be more relevant later.
4: Yeah, so, like, the thing about, oh my god, I'm blanking, who wrote Yu Show? Togashi. Tagashi. <laughs> the thing about Tagashi's work, at least from this show and the other, and the only yeah. other show I've seen from him is Rishi's Hunter, Hunter his female characters tend not to have too much ground on their own. Um, they're kind of, like, plot fodder for, like whatever main male character is. Like, I love Botan, I love Keiko, I love Kuwabara's sister, but that's what they are. They're Yusuke's girlfriend, Yusuke's handler, and Kuwabara's sister. They're not really... They have some of their own plot lines, but, like, again, it's to fortify Yusuke. Like, when uh, Keiko and Botan had that thing, yeah, it was all for Yusuke to be like, oh, this is, like... Be the know, hero like, guy. Like, I'm you the, Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm the save. I, mean, I need motivation guys. for my plot. Not really their own plot in their yeah. own individual way, and they don't really have the same growth as the boys do, um, at least for now. But
2: like, yeah, I think that's really common in like all of all of um all of shonen animes. Like, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's pretty yeah. male oriented. Yeah. Is soon technically a no It's no. Showjo, magical okay. girl shoujo in yep. Max. I gotcha.
4: Um, um lately there's been more female characters in animes and stuff mm-hmm. that have had their own bearing and not just for the male main protagonist. But he's yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, really far in between. Yeah. yeah. Even today.
4: Yeah. I don't watch a lot of shoujo actually.
0: Or show And i think of one. The only one I can really think it's where the female main character gets more of an outfit or at least equal emphasis is Fairy Tale. Hmm. Um
2: I was thinking of song. I actually was Thinking I watched that a little while before he came over. Oh, it was like really? Pre- it's like on a preview fairy tale. It looked really good. I was like, "Oh, check that out."
0: Fairy tale is it's fun. It's fun with a capital F. It's <laughs> a fun time. <laughs> I would say it's good, but it's what entertaining itself.
4: So. Oh, okay.
1: I was just like, "What does that mean?" It um, just
4: means it's fun. It's nice. fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool fun. to watch. And there's all the fillers or entire entire arcs of filler. Like. Nice. I have no desire to watch that. <laughs> I mean if you liked what is it not Romano what's the other show that was like it Inuyash no uh, the guy with the stop um, insulting Inuyash it's not wrong guys what's the other show they made
0: it's with Fairy Tales author oh,
2: oh what's what's I think different? said Romano sorry
0: it's um, one, one piece but they're not the same people no no, no there's another there's a show that uses oh the same characters, characters. oh my gosh
4: well while
1: well, that the looking scene. that up uh, I just wanted to mention there is one other female character in the Yuhak show Hui straddles the border of this sort of Genkai because so ooh man without saying too much she is plot device she is plot device to some degree she also has her own internal life that you'll find out more about when you find out more about her but like she definitely functions as both which is good and bad like as
4: of right now She basically just functions To make the boys stronger Yeah, yeah the, Like basically.
1: literally Literally and gender
4: <laughs> Right now is technically Ambiguous like, yeah,
1: To the point where The Filipino yeah. dub Thought she was a guy yeah, yeah who knows
4: But like No I, I agree Like eventually We will see a little bit more of I think Gangtay's the one As much as I want To be like Botan Like when I was a kid I was like Botan needs to fight Like I want to see yeah. Botan Like pull we'll out some take More of that yeah. bat, bat Like, yeah, like is it Let's see strong Botan Like take on In the dark tournament Replace one of the boys Or something like In my head when I was a kid um, I and mean, Genkai is great though. Like, I do agree. Genkai is. I love Genkai.
1: Yeah. There's there's one other character who, if they developed them more, could have had a lot of. Like, had a lot of implied agency, but, like, they didn't really go anywhere with it because she was in, like, two episodes. Right. You know who I'm talking about.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Kuroko, which doesn't mean anything to Patrick right now, so we're cool. do <laughs> we'll forget But they don't go anywhere with her. Is that a frog character? Yeah, why not? Could is that, like, Sue? Uh... Ray's master. Oh, so
0: Raymaster is the other anime that uses the same character designer as Fairy Tail. I think writer too. I don't know. Oh, really?
2: But, yeah. but they really use the same characters.
4: Oh my god! To the point where like they have crossovers and it's the same. Three. What <laughs> the, the same. fuck? <laughs> yeah.
0: Awkward.
4: Is um, it literally the three or the, the no, so generic like, that they're? It's kind of like Hunter, where like or Hunter. Uh, Yu Yu Hakka show And Hunter x Hunter Where they actually do have A lot of characters That are almost the same Like Like, parallel characters Parallel characters Not even just like In the way they act But like the way they look Is almost the same drawing Interesting Yeah Like in the background I'll see some characters That I I recognize Purely from uh, Hunter x Hunter Well even the main main
2: character Of that show Kind of looks like Yusuke in a way With the green Child Yusuke Weird hair Yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah. Child Yusuke
1: Um, But yeah uh, You got So do you guys want to take a break Before we uh, move on to the episodes Or do you want to just go Uh, Go through Sorry. I need to pee again. (laughs) Alright!
2: No idea who they are. Uh, okay.
0: So that's the English um, title. The Japanese is Invitees to the Dark Tournament. So not as spoilerific. (laughs) Not at all. Oh my god, yeah, that is
2: a major contrast. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So it first aired in Japan on April 17th, 1993. And then in the U.S. on April 8th, 2003. And basically what happens? a figure from Yusuke's recent past um, extends to him and Kuabara a special invite to attend an upcoming dark martial arts tournament where all the combatants, which are pretty much all demons, um, and all in teams of five, will fight to the death. Um, attached to the invitation are consequences that Yusuke cannot face if he refuses the invitation. Um, They're pretty serious. It's pretty serious. So there's a lot of serious business in this episode.
1: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the episode starts with flashbacks to uh, Kuobara saying goodbye to Yukina as she goes to the Land of Glaciers slash the World of Ice. Um, I assume this is in the Demon World. Like, not where he is, but maybe like, oh, he's going to the Human World Mountains, which is where the portal to the Demon World Land of Ice would be. Yeah. But like it's not really discussed logistically. Y'all are missing Patrick B <laughs> submission impossible bullshit to get over chords. It's amazing. <laughs> I, we'll I, give a I wish we had a video podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, uh next I think
4: next time we'll try. I have a oh, next nice camera. Oh
1: god. Fuck, it just occurred to me I'm gonna have to edit that. But anyways. I'll, I'll edit it. Oh okay. So um yeah, so his friends notice his change of mood, you know, they get back to like the normal human world, and by that I mean like Tokyo. And, uh, one correctly guesses that this is all over a girl, you know, to which, uh, Use case says something like, bingo, uh, like, you know, bingo Kirishima in the Japanese version or Miyamoto in both the US and Latin American version. I wonder if they did that because Miyamoto is a more known name in the US and Latin America, probably because of, you know, Miyamoto from Nintendo.
2: But, oh. uh. Shouts out. Miyamoto. Yes, shouts out. Again, next. <laughs> Next Super Mario Twins, yeah. So
4: in the Japanese, they changed up this dude's name.
2: Yeah, from Kirishima
1: to like that's, Miyamoto. That's
4: racist. They've done it a couple other times have. in the show. They have.
1: Yeah. So uh, you know, he left her. He left Yukina, not knowing that they were related. He he says we had different mothers, which since we've already spoiled that they're twins, is patently fucking false. <laughs> um, yeah, but he, like his jagan, like glows from under his bandage. And uh, he denies Yusuke asking whether or not that's the reason he got the Jigan, was to keep track of her. It's kind of this cute, touching,
2: uh, you know, Hiei is a sundere scene. And some Bakugo vibes. <laughs>
3: What's Bakugo?
2: The- oh, from uh, My, Hero- oh, man. Oh. My Hero academia. He's essentially this giant, tough guy that can't show emotions. Oh. But he's really emotional. <laughs> Deep downside. inside. Nice. So, uh, Kurama, it goes to the spirit
1: world, and Kurama says that apparently they gave Hiei the tape to keep him distracted, which doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. It's it's kind of like if it's like Botan and Kurama are like talking about this, and it's like, like, what if he did actually watch it? Like, what would happen then if they did a huge gamble in hoping that. T.A. did not turn to, I mean, human technology to watch this tape.
1: What is the opposite of plot armor? Because this is the opposite of plot armor. This is just some weird bullshit that they had to do to make the plot. Like, this is sitcom bullshit. It's like, well, if we don't communicate, comedy will ensue. <laughs>
3: um,
1: but yeah, so, uh, you know, Botan leaves Yusuke to shop with Keiko. and uh, Are they besties now? Is that confirmed? Botan and Keiko? Yeah. No. Right. They're friends I would never They're describe besties, them as besties okay.
2: They don't ever show Keiko Like they show Keiko's friends briefly but they never show her like really hanging out with them I mean like she like fought off demons and stuff I mean you can't get bestie status from doing that
4: No because she doesn't understand that they were demons She's like "Oh, <laughs> This is just kinda weird Why
1: like- are the international stars the blue man group here attacking us <laughs>
0: it's Ke- Oton fed Keiko the line like, Oh, it's an after school juvenile delinquent program. Yeah. <laughs> then that you might get murdered for it, so don't worry. Well, they, it was the all... heat stroke, it was all heat stroke. Yeah, Keiko,
1: even though she's a very smart girl, apparently believes the dumbest lie on I the planet. She'll
0: believe
4: anything anybody tells her as long as it's like not Yusuke <laughs>
1: like... You know, that's not a bad heuristic, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh but so, yeah. yeah.
2: So they go back to Spirit World. Sorry, what were we going to say, man? It's like, uh, you ever know, see the Drake and Josh episode where it was like... Um, I didn't watch that. You didn't Drake
4: and Josh? I think am older than it. you <laughs> guys. There's this
2: one where it was like a Drake... Dra- one, uh, the teacher asked Drake a question. <laughs> he asked Drake questions like, no, you're wrong. And then Josh answers the the same way. Like, <laughs> it's like, correct. It's like... It. goddamn that thing.
3: <laughs> oh...
2: Uh, but yeah
1: So uh, They go back to spirit world And they're watching the feed Of dead Taguro. They just have it on the background <laughs> Of you know, this dude With a fucking sword In his stomach You don't? It looks yeah. like a
4: live loop Like yeah. right Like it looks like It's ah, oh, Look he's dead We're just yeah. gonna look at him They've look. been
2: watching Hours of this <laughs> So I imagine just laying there uh, Can I get an officer No We need to wait Stay there for a little more while It's like sitting there Five hours later What's that Parks and Rec
1: uh, fucking meme? It's like, I've been watching this for like five hours or something like that. Yeah. I don't know what what it is in context because I've only seen the memes. I'm not a big fan of the show. But like, it just reminds me of that. Good anime. (laughs) Yeah, great anime. (laughs) Let's just start categorizing live action anime. But, um... So, Koenma claims he knew Yusuke and Kuwabara would win, you know, Ogre's impressed that Koenma knew he's such a wise ruler, oh no, not Ogre, sorry, Botan is impressed that he knew, and then Ogre shows up with Koenma's funeral prep, which includes a suit and a written eulogy, (laughs) and, you know, Botan's basically, what the fuck, man, and gets angry. Uh, but you know, before she can like beat him up or hit him or whatever, a red oni shows up and displays what actually occurred in the rest of the video because apparently this dude saw the rest of this fucking really long tape. Yeah. Where Taguro, where younger Taguro, who again is the bigger Arnold Schwarzenegger looking dude,
2: flexes his abs <laughs> and the sword shoots <laughs> out of his <laughs> and stomach and like it goes,
4: boop,
1: like,
2: yeah.
4: like, It has a boop yeah, like a sound. I'm
2: surprised. I'm surprised that it didn't like dissipate. Her Kuribara just took it out. Yeah. I, like, I mean, is, it, I mean, is it, it confirmed that he's using the handle that one guy's now? No. Or is, it, is he can just make it on Will now? It doesn't... This doesn't
1: match any of the mechanics that ever exist in the rest of the series. I don't know what's going on Should here. Should I
2: even question the mechanics anymore? You,
4: don't, you always confirm your kills, guys. During battles, question
1: mechanics, do not question the effects of anything outside of battle because they'd stop making sense. Yeah,
2: because it's like... It's like, nothing's making sense anymore. Yeah. uh,
1: So, speaking of not making any fucking sense, Elder Taguro, who, remember, is the smaller Michael Jackson, creepy looking one,
3: uh,
1: (laughs) was a sword at this point, and just starts turning back into himself, because nothing that Yusuke and Kuwabara did would have killed him. There is literally no reason he would have been dead. Like <laughs> <laughs> they just left him, right? <laughs> yeah, they just left him. They didn't kill this guy. The only explanation I could intuit was like, oh, you know, elder, uh, younger Tagoro said their spirits were connected by like their battle shaping, so maybe he would have died if he died too. But that's only an implication And there was no discussion of that that's So sweet. there's no reason he would have been dead In which case like Yusuke and Kubara like, Just fully bought the worst fake death On the planet Absolutely, lay
0: still for like 5
1: minutes yeah. don't go No apparently a couple hours According to the videotape They were fucking watching They
0: <laughs> just forgot that he was ever like a person <laughs> like, like,
2: oh, They
1: objectified Elder Toguro In <laughs> the most literal sense So they were watching a, a videotape or a feed of it? It's a videotape Okay,
2: for it's 5 only- hours yeah, because yeah. the
1: only dude was like, I
2: fast-forwarded and watched the rest of it. Suspend your disbelief. Like, like, I don't think there's even a tape that goes beyond five hours. Like, even in the real world. Hey, so man. The Titanic they have, was like, split into like
4: two different tapes. They like were that.
2: using exactly. production Betamax tapes, so we're cool. This all makes sense. Well, even production Betamax tapes didn't last that long. Oh, Shut the oh fuck my up, God. Patrick. <laughs> um, but yeah. So <laughs> that's not like Demon Magic. that you Put like twenty hours on a tape. Oh my God. Let's not even.
1: <laughs> it's the ring. Uh, but yeah. So you know. From the tape, they see that Sakyo's screen turns back on... Which is weird seeing as how... How would he turn that back on? He doesn't have a remote into the place... But you know what? I don't understand how Skype worked in 1993... So, whatever... <laughs>
2: it uh, works shitty spoilers... yeah, It was not good... It, tu- it never worked...
1: It turns back on and he congratulates the Toguro... For, uh, the Toguro brothers... For throwing uh, the match... And in the US version... Uh, you know... Younger Toguro says... I was concerned we'd kill them both... Before we could fake a believable loss... Well, in the Japanese and Latin American version, they say throwing a fight builds up more stress than I thought. And I thought it was interesting that in the U.S. version, they basically make it more like we were so fucking strong, it was incredibly hard to fake that. <laughs> like, just like, yeah, I can't believe anyone bought what we just did. Because did you did you see my brother over there? He's
2: like, he's like, they thought he was dead. I don't I don't know how they thought they killed him, but you know, it's whatever, Sakio. Well, I mean, they just assumed that they were the protagonists of the, of the shonen. But, yeah. yeah. We went instantly. Yep. That's how it works, right?
1: Yep. So, uh, Tarukne is there, but he's, like, gone crazy and maybe had, like, a stroke or, like, a <laughs> something because he's just laughing like a blithering idiot and, uh, you know. They just leave him there instead of taking him in for his crimes. I'm assuming that the rationale was because he's harmless now for not having any money. Or,
4: like, he's a human, so, like, what can we
0: do? Because we can't
1: get money. But, like, Spirit World can totally fucking kill humans.
0: But I feel like it's kind of maybe because it was, like, a Yukina, the Ice Aiden. It's like, yeah, he was committing technically like uh
2: kidnapping, yeah, super murder, super <laughs> <a story laughs> Yeah, but it's not
0: I anything mean, they, they can really yeah. they can really hold him accountable like for. <laughs> to God be fair, Yusuke's done
1: bird murder too. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Like maybe they just thought, oh, let's let the Japanese police deal with them. Like we already washed their hands. We got out. Okay. We okay. got out. We got out the ice faded. We we're honky dory Let's let's bounce. He doesn't have
2: any yeah. money anymore. Because like he he literally murdered like a guy. Trying to help her, remember?
1: Yeah, I'm imagining... I, I kind of want an alternate cut of this scene now where the Japanese cops show up, you know, like, guns drawn or whatever. Like, it, they'd have to be a SWAT team for them to have guns in Japan. But, like... Or, that's my impression. I might be wrong about that. But, like, they would shoot... What's up? Yeah, I was going to say, like, they'd have to be a fucking paramilitary force to have guns. But like they show up and then it's right as Toguro fucking kicks Tarukane's head off and
2: they catch him they're like whoa! Yeah, uh case solved guys going home later. Yeah.
1: Never talk about this again. Um, but speaking of which uh, Toguro asks if it was okay letting Yukina go and Sakio says compared to his plan she's a pebble along the shore which I assume is just a poetic way of saying she's like nothing compared to how much money he plans on making or what he plans on doing should I say. Yeah, but uh, the Taguro brothers uh, then ask for a favor of having the boys face them in the upcoming Dark Tournament, to which Sakyou explains they've already been invited, uh, and it turns out the whole thing, this whole ruse with the Taguro brothers and, like, you know, rescuing Yukina, was basically part of a longer plan to raise the stakes and get people to know about these boys so that they can <laughs> about them boys, uh, in no, order okay. to like you know, <laughs> to sk- bet more in the Dark Tournament.
2: Uh, I mean, I don't know why they just didn't make, like, a, a skate montage, like, you know, the skate demos they have with the the fish islands. Why don't they do it with them and, you know, they could have saved a couple hundred million dollars. I'd be
1: super down with just a mixtape of Kubara, just, like, you know, fucking, like, doing, like, all, like just, like, Ollie's, Ollie's on, like, on,
2: like, his laser sword. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I'd be super down. Like, I mean,
2: just get, like, some demos out there. Get, like, some 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 traction. I don't
1: know if the Black Black Club was really involved in the skate tape scene at the time, so like I don't, I don't think know. that's a viable I mean, it option. Was the, it was
2: the early 90s. I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't. <sighs>
1: but yeah, so, uh, you know, Sakio asked for Taguro's impression of Yusuke. And sick. In, <laughs> yeah, sick. <laughs> uh, but in the Japanese and Latin American version, he describes, uh, he says, that Yusuke, you're a meshy boy, the one who is shooting. <laughs> he will get stronger the more you hit him. Which I thought was a particularly odd way to describe Yusuke. Um, I think it's notable, actually. Like, the way that he said the one who was shooting makes me think that he noticed something about that. And that's all I'm going to say. But, uh, you know, they start... They basically just say, like, oh, the competition is in this amount of time. And the U.S. and Latin American version, they say two months... At least in the subtitles for the Japanese version that I had, they said two weeks. It said two in months. my
4: Hero's version, it said two months.
1: Yeah, it okay. said two months. Thank God, because there's a part later where all three versions say two months, so I think it was probably just a typo for yeah. the version I was watching I at mean, that time. I mean, Getsu and
4: Gatsu sound very
1: similar. So I didn't it? even know those were the terms. So that makes sense as to how that you know could very easily
2: happen. Yeah, I was just to say, I saw two, two months. Where yeah. were,
0: which where were you watching? I was
2: stuff? watching the DVDs. Like oh, okay. I have the official oh. DVDs. Yeah. Animation. What the
0: heck? yeah.
2: I
1: mean it, it was, was the fir- it was the first run DVDs, so oh. they probably corrected it in a later version.
2: Oh, yeah. To be fair though, a lot of those first run DVDs didn't really have a lot of effort put in the subtitles. Yeah. Like even Evangelion, it's like
1: they all well, they ever- that was ninety seven dude, so that was very clearly gonna get fucked.
2: Yeah, well no, there's like the two thousand release. I I really wanted like that's a cleaned up version. Like mm. I really wanted like the English subtitles for the US version. I Mm. don't have those Japanese ones. Like, what the hell, guys?
4: So, on subtitles. Sorry, I remember watching this documentary once, where someone was telling, saying that, like, in order for them to watch anime, they'd have to know somebody in Japan send them like a VHS. Oh yeah, in the eighties and early nineties, yeah. Not dubbed or anything. You had to have someone who kind of knew Japanese, to try to translate. That was the tape trading scene for real.
2: That was a big deal back then. That's actually that's so
0: hard.
4: That's actually a
2: laser disc got big as well. All those rips from VHS were. Laser discs ripped. Oh, Japan. interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's and oh, because they were higher quality. Yeah, they were that's the cool. highest quality uh, comp- composite, well, as high as you can get with composite. Yeah, mass, but yeah, a lot of those, like the Japanese ones, are all laser discs. So nice tape trading was amazing. We need to get into that, discuss that later. That right?
1: would be a cool topic for another episode, for sure. I do want to do but that. But yeah, so Sakyo asks uh, the Toguros to dispose of Tarukane, and I noted something weird that was said in the Latin American version and not in the <laughs> other versions. So, Tarukne is laughing to himself and saying, you know, like, I'm finished, I'm finished in the English version or something else in the Japanese version. In the Latin American version, he says, Me venciaron, me venciaron, which means they beat me, they beat me. And so, Toguro jumps up and kicks his head off, which, you know, is interesting. And in the English and Japanese version, he doesn't say anything while doing that. In the Latin American version, he answers the me venciaron, a.k.a. you beat me, or they beat me, with... See, si senor! And then just kicks his head off And I'm like Why would you have him Say anything there? Have like Guitars It's amazing But yeah I can watch that So uh You know Botan basically says Oh fuck The dark tournament Is incredibly dangerous And then it goes back To the human world Where uh Yusuke and Keiko Are shopping at a place Called Teensmate uh, I, I, I think there's hey, a mis-
4: my store I
1: think there's a Misunderstanding Oh god <laughs> I think there's a misunderstanding of the two different meanings of mate there. But uh, you know what? I'll I'll let him slide on that one. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. So in the U.S. version, Yusuke is complaining that the clerk thinks that he's stealing stuff. And uh, Keiko mentions that she wants to go to the park after this. While in the Japanese version, he uh, basically just says, are you still expecting me to stay for this? And Keiko mentions going to Disneyland.
4: Disney.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm assuming it's like, you know, Tokyo Disney. No, Um, they want
4: to go all the way to LA. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't say
2: Tokyo Disney specifically. Huh? What's up? They didn't say Tokyo Disney specifically. I think it's implied, though. I don't think Tokyo Disney existed then. Oh, no,
4: it it did. It did. Tokyo Disney Seed. Tokyo Disney Seed. 96? I was going to say, yeah, that was later. That was later. This one was in the 80s. In the Latin
1: American version, they kind of square the circle by saying Parque de Diversiones, which means, like, theme park. Uh Let's go to the theme park.
2: Get copyright um,
1: probably, I wonder if people in you know Latin America are, are more wary of copyright strikes than people in Japan. Oh yeah, Japan don't, don't give a fuck. yeah. Japan
0: doesn't give a fuck. It only cares about its own property. Exactly. So, like, Funner fact uh, about like the most fun copyrights fact. and stuff.
4: Like according to my friends, this is on this is again. Uh, you remember the pineapple pen pineapple guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he he actually like what is it? Cop trademarked that stuff. And a lot of people were mad at that uh, because they couldn't use it freely and openly and like they wanted to use it for everyone else's. Uh, but like you know, like that's kind of the copyright thing, like you you share essentially. Yeah. And like because he wasn't sharing, they said he was selfish and that like Interesting. He shouldn't be capitalizing on his own creation. This was like
1: Japanese people who were angry about <laughs> yeah, this. Right? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. This is
4: Japanese people. This is what my friend was telling me, like that was her like what her mom and like her like aunts were telling me or tell saying about it. Curious. Um That's just kind of an
0: interesting... We'll touch on that eventually.
4: I I kind of like
1: that it's more of a collective ownership of, like, intellectual property.
0: So is it, like, if you copyright... If you do copyright it, it's considered... Selfish. selfish. Like, that's just Mm. private property versus, like, public... So no one can use that as a meme without paying him?
4: Not necessarily, but, like, it's more just, like... They can't use it in, like, TV shows and stuff like that without paying him. Curious. And I think that's why people are getting mad. But, like, I think it's just this weird culture clash. Because, like, for me, I'm thinking, like, well, he created that stuff. He should be able to get some royalties yeah. from it if they're using it in a big production. Well, can they
2: parody it, though? Like, you know, like... You know,
4: good question. I, I don't actually uh, Yeah, know. I wonder what parody law
2: is yeah, I mean, I mean, they probably could have just parodied it. Maybe they're just too lazy. They don't know how to parody. Well, or,
1: I mean, like, or, it, or like, maybe parody law is slightly different in Japan. Maybe, it in yeah, that might be, might be so. Wrong.
4: Yeah, but like, yeah, it's a very collective, open intellectual thing over there. Interesting, which can hurt people because like a lot of doujin artists don't make money. Yeah, right. They yeah. do use other people's work, but like, you know, they can't they can't like um, make a lot of money on that. That's interesting. Work. So yeah. it's kind of this interesting yeah. mix of like, as but... good as it not. Hmm. Who knows? Anyway, hmm. continue. No, that's a good
1: note. Uh, so yeah, Keiko and Yusuke uh, exit the building to find that uh, cor- parts of the corner have cracked off and, like, are just falling, and, like, you know, there's a safety officer telling everyone to get the fuck away from the falling debris. Uh, they look kind of like punch marks, but the fist would have to be huge. Weird. Um, How <laughs> <would> that be?
4: <laughs> yeah, so a motorcyclist
1: in the foreground revs his motorcycle and only attracts Yusuke's attention, because apparently he's the only one paying attention to this loud-ass motorcycle. And uh, the dude has, like, suspiciously Arnold Schwarzenegger-like proportions. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's Toguro. I'm oh, oh.
4: <laughs>
1: um, <bah. laughs> Yeah, basically. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: uh, so in the US version, Toguro says, Is something wrong, Yusuke? You have the strangest look of surprise on your face. <laughs> yeah, to which uh, Yusuke says, I'm sorry, when I kill people, I'm used to them staying dead.
0: I, mean, I thought it's like, damn, yeah, maybe yeah. hardcore. Okay. But also, has Yusuke really actually killed people at that point? Or I he think just... he's
1: killed demons, and I think that might be what he's referring to. Because uh, okay. he, he fucking he, murked he's a, Suzaku. He's yeah. a genocidal maniac yeah.
4: when it comes to demons.
1: He killed he killed a total of 12 people named Suzaku. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's really true. true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, I might be, he might have killed 14. I I forget. But you get the Oh, no, one of them was shared... He killed 13 people named Suzaku. Yes, yeah. and a lady bird. Wow. Um, but in He's the Japanese animals. version... Oh, yeah. In the Japanese version, he says something less badass, but more interesting. He says, like, you look like you've been enchanted by a fox. So, as you know, uh, Kitsune and, like, their power of enchantment and hypnotizing people. So, it's used uh, as, like, an idiom regarding, like, being spooked or being sort of uh, entranced. Um, but, you know is kind of, like, fronting tough, like, but, like, you know, tough but surprised, so Toguro, all he does is put his hand up and just flicks his fingers in such a way that a pulse goes out and cuts Yusuke's shirt in a way that is clearly meant to imply, like, you know, if I wanted to, I could have just fucking killed you right now, uh, and Toguro basically says, he implicitly threatens Keiko... And says, hey, yeah, if you don't come away with me, I'm going to, like, do, you wouldn't want something to happen to your little girlfriend. Do
4: stuff to your little girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I
1: don't think, I don't think it was sexual. I think no, he's no, more, no, it's, it's,
4: I think it's, it's, it, it's, <laughs> it was more
1: like, you know, the shirt, cut I just put in your shirt? Imagine if that extended across someone's body. Um, so yeah, Kuobara is just walking down the street, uh, and sees the commotion, then looks at Keiko, and then notices that Taguro and Yusuke are staring each other down, and, Kubar is pretty freaked out seeing a dude that he thought he had stabbed with a sword, which he did! And like, that he thought he had killed, who's still very much fucking alive. And then it cuts to break.
2: Yep. yep. so
0: Yusuke, um, he tries to, like, throw it back to Goro, but it's clear that he is, like, scared as hell. Like, he's clearly shaking, and, um,. In the U.S. version they the where it's like, the ability to fear is one of your strengths. It forces you to eat your potential. Yeah, Toguro
1: is saying this about him, which if you, without saying anything, if you think about the end of the Dark Tournament and what you learn, that actually is really interesting foreshadowing.
0: And so he tells U.S.K. that when they did fight for the first time, he was only using 20% of his strength. And so... And still had to fake his own death. Yeah, and still had to fake his own death. So he was... So, in order, he decides to show you, say, 60% of his true strength.
1: They're in a construction area right now, like an unfinished building.
0: So, he, like, pretty much just destroys the entire building in literally a punch. Uh,
1: no, he, like, does, like, a bunch of, like, cool acrobatics.
3: <laughs> okay. And... My I he More, said like, more than ballet. a punch,
0: but it's very impressive because it's a very tall very strong cement building
1: <laughs> yeah there's a point where a giant cement block is about to fall on yusuke and like yusuke is kind of freaking out about it and Toguro just doing a move he hadn't shown during their first fight just shoots a wave of force out and blows up the entire cement construction before it hits yusuke and this freaks yusuke the fuck out basically proving not only that Toguro was a lot stronger than he had seen but that he has all sorts of abilities he hasn't talked about
0: So that one ability, that was called
1: uh a... No, no, I, I was just saying it looks like Hokuto no Ken. Oh, okay. Like a Fist of the North Star, because they do shit like that all the time. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, because Toguro, in some ways, is a very Fist of the North Star type character.
0: I mean, his character design kind of like definitely lends to it. For sure. Like very Arnold Schwarzenegger, spray tan, <laughs> aesthetic. Yep, yep.
2: <laughs> I think my favorite part about that is when he does the... Nothing personal kiddo Behind him Oh yeah Yeah God <laughs> Like I, I I was watching that and I was thinking I was like Oh wow He did the nothing personal kid <laughs> So uh
1: You know Yusuke shows up Like coming out of the rubble Of this broken building Seemingly hours later I only say that Because when they started it, The sun was going down But it wasn't down yet And when he like Gets out of it The sun has been down For a bit So like Did Yusuke pass out And was in rubble And Toguro literally
2: Just stood there for a while He's like Well when he gets up I'm gonna threaten him It will be great <laughs> I'm more concerned about the response force. I mean, nobody showed up. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> true. No ambulances no, showed no up. No ambulance, no fire department, no <laughs> heroes. Like, I mean, like, they got, like, minus one points on their uh, their tests. They're trying to do that. Yeah. Maybe
0: Sakyo, like, told, like, gave them, like, a couple hundred to be like, don't show up when this building goes down. It's a paid <laughs>
1: demolition, guys couple hundred, it's like $5. <laughs> couple hundred Yeah. They're like, oh. Wow. Hundred,
0: couple hundred. bazillion <laughs> Mazillion dollars. Yes. Uh,
1: so, so uh, you know, Yusuke shows up in the rubble, and Toguro fucking uh, nothing personal's uh, behind Yusuke, and starts what? telling him about the Dark Tournament, which now in all three versions, they do say two months this time, which I guess they said before, but in the subs I had this time, it was like, correct. And so Toguro, you know, sort of explains, like, this is a tournament where teams of five battle to the death uh, and just says, like, this is a chance for demons to enjoy the blood and hedonism and try to win a a prize, which he kind of, you know, keeps uh, under wraps, but uh, says winning is the only way for you to survive. Yusuke is legit fucking traumatized, and you can see that, like, his legs are shaking, and it's clear he can't even move because he's, like, so awed by the shit he just saw Toguro do. Um, so that's a prize you live that's a really
2: bad prize well no no no
1: there, there is a prize but like they're not they don't really elaborate what the prize is until later because they leave it sort of in the dark um, so Kubara is like watching from a distance and is fucking terrified as well having seen like this display not even up close but still like he just saw an entire building go down from a dude's fist um, you know Taguro then notices that he and Kurama are watching from further away and announces that he knows they got their invitations already And, uh, you know, in the U.S. version, Toguro says demons who cooperate with humans will get no sympathy. uh, To which Kurama responds, sympathy has never been part of those fights. What's interesting Mm -hmm. is uh, they talk about, like, you know, the human-demon collaboration thing being a reason for inviting them to the tournament. But they say it at different points in the Japanese and English scripts. Like, they both say it, just at different points for whatever reason. Uh, And Toguro basically says, find a fifth. Um, you know, because he knows that there's only four of them and he just kind of is like, whoever the fuck you bring, whatever, it doesn't matter. So, uh, now we get a little montage of everyone going to, you know, meet with people to train. And, uh, yeah. someone want to take over for that?
0: Yeah. Um, I can. Thanks. So, <laughs> Yusuke ends up going to Genkai to train and he's going through a lot of gruesome, like, training battles. And you kind of reminiscent to when he was training with Genkai after Her tournament, but it's her just basically kicking his ass and him complaining.
1: (laughs) He's doing less complaining this time, but yeah, yeah, he's still not exactly happy about it.
0: Yeah, and then isn't it Kurama who trains Kuobara? First it's
1: Hiei, and then it's Kurama.
0: So basically, despite their differences, Hiei trains Kuobara, knowing that Kuobara really needs to catch up in terms of his own training. Because Kuobara, other than, you know, working on his own spirit sword he doesn't have that formal training that yusuke would and um yeah and it goes back to yusuke yusuke and genkai are like leaping on a mountain with waves attached to their legs it's
1: anime training at its finest
0: yeah (laughs) genkai says like this is the time she won't go easy and i'm like oh my god like you were going easy before and, like, basically comes down to a fallen K and punches him in the solar, solar plea solar, solar plexus. plexus. It's, <laughs> yeah, like, right here, basically. Yeah, uh, like, okay. you ever see where you, like, you I get know, the movies, movies and, and animes where they just punch him right there and the person passes out? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, that's, like, the money punch right it's there. If you want to knock someone out, just... Punch him out there. It's the grossest place to get hit. Like, you won't it really sucks. knock someone
4: out, but you will feel, it? feel that impact. And I... it feels like... Uh, it feels like you have, like, a really uncomfortable stomach ache, but, like, that oh. you were hit... With, like, you were shot in the... I
1: stomach. fucking hate getting punched well, there. It's it's stomach,
4: but, like, you know, won't know. knock out. Like, you won't pass out. You'll just be You'll wither over in yeah. pain. The only, to
1: to the only other point on the human body that kind of does that is if you hit someone in the liver, like, yeah. at the oh. right point. Like, you liver can, shots
4: are hard.
1: Liver shots... Oh God. Just, You don't go unconscious You just fall over and It you just can't
0: messes move. With a lot of Like different body parts Thanks like, uh, for those two places Yeah Okay
2: <laughs> So yeah Let's just say that Genkai is really Not going <laughs> easy So I learned so, that Our, our, our uh, castmates have been In a lot of fights
4: yeah. So actually, me and Joe used to do or still
2: artists.
1: do
4: martial arts of some sort. Like, Joe, what do you do?
1: Uh, right now, I'm not doing anything because I had an injury about a year ago, and I'm, I'm gonna finally get the checked out and see if I can get back into martial arts. But
4: before, I did
1: uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But before that, I like just did like kickboxing and like judo and Brazilian jiu-jitsu back in the day. Oh yeah,
2: I oh, yeah. I did there some capoeira when I was younger. There you go. Did,
1: oh man, did you ever get fucking axe kicked in the chest? I, did. Oh, yeah. I actually did. Oh.
4: It's not a fun day And then fun I did I do Muay Thai uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu I wrestled in high school And then I What did I do Karate when I was a kid So oh we can just talk about Like fighting styles And see if they have any Bearing in like real life
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be right. interesting. I took two years with Kawara class in college. Yeah. Hey! Yes. I'm just like, thinking
1: of Tina now from uh, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> so
0: I basically was a Tina. I don't know, because I definitely had an incident where my glasses fell off. And oh, I was God. during this spar, and I was just like, i do not to do this right now. Nice. Anyway, uh, so... Uh,
1: so basically, in the Latin American version, for whatever reason, while she's punching Yusuke... The person who played Genkai just, like, started yelling, but, like, kind of hit, like, a clear tone, like she was singing. It was like, "Ah!" and I was just like, what is going on right now?
2: (laughs) Sounds like Genkai, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how Genkai sounds in the other other two versions. So, Uh, oh, sorry?
0: uh, I'll continue. Um, Okay, so, like, after that, we cut back to Karama in Kobara, and basically... Um, Karama introduces Kuobara to much difficult training since he has reservations to do so due to in the U.S. version, honor in, in the Japanese and Latin American version, um, he thought Kuobara was too human. Like he's yeah, he's not
1: willing human. to fucking he's not willing to beat up on someone if they're a weak ass human. It's
0: like Goku. i mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, do this to make me stronger.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and then Kubara just says a bunch of times, quiero ser fuerte. In the Latin American version, <laughs> he literally just says, I want to be strong over and over again. I'm like, why are you doing
4: that I was that in the Japanese version. Like...
1: Yep. I am the fucking strong. <laughs> oh my God. So flash forward two months, uh, there are demons gathered around a fire in the wilderness, uh, waiting for a ship to get there to go to one hanging neck Island. What is the name of the island in the Japanese version? Is it like Kubikakuri or something like that? It's something I don't remember.
4: I wasn't listening too, too hard because I read subtitles too. So like, oh, okay. I I, I'm sorry. I, I
1: thought you were saying
2: you were watching I the Japanese he, version while driving this time.
4: No, I they, <laughs> like, <laughs> not this time. I
2: think it was the Island of Hell is basically the way they described it. Oh, okay. Oh, is it like J- Jigoku
1: no Shima or something like that? I don't or? know the
2: Japanese name. Just, I just read the subtitles, dude.
1: Yep. So basically they're all like, mmm, the tournament this year is gonna be real good, and then they notice the smell of a human, to which Kurama and Kuobara uh Kurama, Kuobara, and Hie are there initially. Uh and they mention that uh, you know, they're hoping that Yusuke brings the fifth member, whoever it's going to be, cause they they don't know because Yusuke never fucking communicated. Cause again, it's a show, so they have to have bad communication. That's how you have plot. <laughs> Um, but the captain says they'll send a hitman after Yusuke and the fifth fighter because they're considered to have fled because they didn't get here on time. Well, guess, guess who shows up? Uh, Yusuke?
4: Yusuke
2: and the fifth fighter.
4: Wow. wow, who is it? We don't know. They're wearing a mask.
2: Yeah, they're all masked. A head
0: wrap up. like a. That reminds you of Sheik. From
1: Zelda. Yes, um. yeah. As we know, this character must therefore be Princess Zelda. Um, but the, the demons, you know, basically are whispering to themselves, and like, "Oh my God, it's the guy who defeated Rando Rando and Suzaku. If we kill him, we'll get famous." Blah blah blah. So he then proceeds to just he like greets Yusuke briefly. And then, like, jumps in and fucking assaults Yusuke with his sword. Yusuke now is able to match Hiei's speed in a way he was definitely not able to previously. And is just dodging crazy shit that, like, the viewers and Kurama and Kuwabara can barely see. Uh, And it ends with Yusuke fucking catching the sword by the tip with his... With just like a couple of his fingers. He's wow. like, nothing personal, kid, just kills him. The end. <laughs> so I think I think Hie says, saying the effect of, uh, he later says, saying the fact based on this test, he says, like, we're only going to need me and Yusuke. Don't worry about this shit. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. But in the US version, uh, Yusuke says, damn, he, that's a dangerous greeting. Uh, and like, maybe maybe that's what he was responding to. But uh, he refers to the fifth person as a runt, not knowing who the fuck it is. And, uh, Kubara in the Japanese version says he looks like an ornamental raccoon. In the versions you guys saw, did they say Tanuki or did they say ornamental raccoon? It said ornamental
2: raccoon.
4: Like in, in Japanese ornamental, like they said like that
1: or... Oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm just wondering if they were like, is it like a traditional like raccoon statue or like what are they referring to? Because I don't... Because the only thing I could think of would be like a Tanuki statue. Well,
2: some, something like tanuki. the Tanuki. Yeah, oh,
4: man, they have balls, guys. You
1: yeah, know, yeah.
2: I think you just meant a raccoon. Because there's actually raccoons. Did you hear about the raccoon thing in Japan? No. No. This sounds like you're setting up for a joke. No, no, seriously. And uh, and like the 1970s, there's like this old this TV show about this kid that has a pet raccoon. Oh, and they I may imported, have actually. And they imported like a shit ton of raccoons back then. And weird. they're, like, destroying oh. temples and stuff. Oh, no. That's it's a
4: species. It's interesting because, like, Japan has, like, places where there's, like, pockets where, like, animals aren't touched. Mm. And therefore multiply like crazy Like Nara uh. has deer Out the fucking wazoo mm-hmm. uh, More like a tourist attraction Like there's islands of cats There's islands of like bunnies like dogs. dogs Islands dogs.
2: Dogs. They're they're
1: dogs. of theory. dogs I was going to say yeah. West Andersons, Anderson's. And There's
2: an island of West Andersons
4: <laughs>
3: Just in Japan But
2: yeah uh, But yeah There's actually a huge raccoon problem in Japan And they're not even native to that country That's They're actually native to the United To North America but <laughs> Interesting Who but, wants it as a pet? Uh, because the, they had a really in the into, show they they read old yellow, so they're really into rabies. No, 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 no. But seriously, there's a there's an old anime that they had a, pet, had a raccoon. But the funny thing is, the at the last episode of the anime, the raccoon they had the it release get it it was, No, because it, it was too wild and, oh, and crazy, that's, and he had to release it, which is funny because that's given that, what happened Yeah, and now the raccoons are destroying temples and stuff. Damn, well they're very Wait. they're atheist raccoons.
4: Wait, I think Tanuki are like.
2: Native to Japan. I think. No, no, but so, he's, he's, he's saying like actual like, oh, raccoons. Like American
4: raccoons. Yeah, like yeah.
2: American, like home. Yeah, that's what I think is really interesting. So, real quick, just to finish that out, um,
1: in response to all these criticisms about the fifth member's size, Yusuke just says, That guy's the strongest ally we have. Definitely. And thus the episode ends. Who the fuck is the mass fighter?
4: We don't know. <laughs> Who is it?
1: Tell me. So. Tell me, Senpai. Episode 27. The dark tournament begins. Wait. Oh yeah. Okay. The dark tournament begins in the U.S. version and Japanese departure of death to the island of hell. Is that is, is that is that politically incorrect? Uh, the island of hell
2: or the dark tournament?
1: Uh. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I, it was I don't a bad think joke. there's any. Yeah. Okay. Bad joke. So. <laughs> anyways, I mean, we also have the black black club. <laughs> um, But, uh, so, yeah, in Japan, this was released in April 24th, 1993, and in America, April 9th, 2003. And, uh, you know, summary, uh, bound for the tournament on Hanging Neck Island with a masked fifth teammate, who the fuck are they? Uh, Team Urameshi discovers unstructured preliminary rounds conducted aboard the ship. Despite the surrounding violence, Yusuke remains persistently asleep throughout. Keiko and Shizuru, meanwhile, corner Botan and insist on knowing what's going on. I like that island,
2: Hanging Neck Island.
1: It's a great name for the U.S. version. Probably a great tourist attraction. I think no. I think if any tourists got near here, they'd be come fucking, to Hanging Neck Island. They'd be killed immediately.
0: <laughs> Maybe just oh, it's like a pirate theme, right? Like uh, <laughs> the Pirates of the Caribbean. Ah, it's uh-huh. a resort.
2: It's like sandals. <laughs> it's like <Yeah>. okay, across <laughs> across the way from the Dark corner, There's like a giant hotel with a bunch
1: of tourists. Well, I mean, I mean, there is a hotel full of tourists, but I are, mean, like you know what I meant. Normal is. tourists. Like, like, normal yeah. tourists. It's
2: like like Nick Nick I was Hotel. I think demons
4: aren't
1: normal. No, I'm referring oh, to sorry. the rich, the
2: rich, uh, the rich got, people. I, we just got done play, uh, talking about political. Total correctness, I'm sorry. <laughs> so,
1: anyways. All demons are beautiful. So, the episode starts with an intro regarding the Dark Tournament showing d- humans that don't, uh, demons that don't look that human, which is not who actually shows up at the Dark Tournament, and shows a male referee, again, not the Dark Tournament, and it shows people using psychic powers, which doesn't happen in the Dark Tournament. Um, but they mention, uh, the special teams, you know, in the US version, they don't really clarify what they mean by that, but in the Japanese version, they mention that the special teams. Have always been humans. Like in the US version, they're just like, oh, special teams exist and they're invited for because of notoriety. In Japan, they very clearly state they've always been humans, which given what we know about how shit ends, is very interesting. Oh, well, that is interesting. So uh, yeah, get back to the boat.
0: Yeah, so on the boat, Yizei just immediately clocks out, he's asleep because of his training, just basically wore him out. And it pretty much just goes unremarked. Um, For a bit, so no one really mentions like, "Hey, use cake, get your ass up." We're on a very hostile ship here. They just let him sleep. Um, Kuvira is just pouting away because there's no beautiful women or food on the ship. It's not. It's not like the cruise ship that he thought. <laughs> he
2: was Jeremy. expecting love boat.
0: Yeah, he was expecting love boat, but instead he got sad boat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he got the Titanic. Yeah. It was
0: like, oh. And then who I think looks like a Russian pirate. I think
2: that's exactly what they were going <laughs> oh.
0: for. Okay, he's the Russian version of the dude from Hunter x Hunter.
1: Oh, I
4: still need thing. to watch. Yeah. Okay, in Hunter x Hunter the same thing happens where the main characters get on a boat to oh go God. to their main event much like the dark tournament
1: do they have a weird preliminary round on this boat
4: yes holy what? shit i need to watch hunter hunter yes
1: that's we're gonna right yeah i'm, I'm down if you yeah. guys are willing to that's continue the next one yeah yeah but um oh, should we do a podcast for that or let's just be the same i'd one? say it should be the same one but we can talk we'll about that it. off air uh so yeah the you know
2: podcast show. <laughs> the
1: captain says uh we're gonna enjoy some entertainment before we get to the island Kubara immediately hopes this is women and food, which is apparently the new theme with him. (laughs) Turns out it's the prelims! (laughs) So, uh, the boat starts shaking, to which, uh, thinks it's an earthquake, and he gives him a lot of shit pointing out that earthquakes do not occur at sea. Well, technically... Well, I mean, you... So, tsunamis, when they're going across the ocean, actually do not disturb the surface. They don't start doing anything until you get to the shelf, at which point the waves started to, like, hurtle over
2: itself. I mean, even the ocean below, the surface is still shaking, per se. But that's not...
1: Okay, Anyways, no worries about the mechanics of uh, seismology. But uh, that's the next podcast. <laughs> yes, that's our other podcast.
4: Very, another very specific podcast. <laughs> yep.
1: Um. But yeah, so uh, they're looking for Team Sixteen, and you know, everyone on the special team, you know, Team Yamashita, thought they were immediately Team Sixteen. Turns out they're going to determine who the you know which team will get to go on by having the strongest member of each team have a battle royale on like a on a stage that comes out of the bottom of the boat.
2: I like the stage was like a square circle. Like on a Dragon Ball. Have fun with the rest of the Dark Tournament. Is everything a square circle? Have fun no. with the rest of the Dark
1: Tournament. Damn. So, okay. Every, every How did they team... even make that? <laughs> masonry. They're really good at masonry. Magic. So every team
0: chooses a strongest member to participate in Battle Royale. Um, cool bar volunteers to do it. And then a huge, very creepy demon shows up and freaks him out with the talking about how he eats and kills humans. (laughs) In the reverse order. I mean, I hope. But anyway, (laughs) Kuwa is very worried about being ganged up and decides that Yusuke should go up and fight for them instead. Um, It's only now that Kuwa realizes that Yusuke has been sleeping this entire time, and Instead, the mass fighter just silently walks up and takes on the challenge. Um, uh, who pretty worried about the mass fighter losing? They don't know who this guy is or what his skills are. I either. mean, who are they? Yeah, the who, common who, rider. Who, who is this person? Um, but it, he says that if that's the case, they'll just need to kill everyone on board so that way they can ensure that they'll be the. Team 16.
1: It's a great character development.
0: (laughs) And the U.S. version, Kubara, is like, you didn't have many friends growing up, did you? (laughs) Little
1: does he know, actually.
0: (laughs) And the Japanese, Kubara, says, your personality is as frightening as ever. In the Latin American version, he says, I'm getting the idea that you're pretty crude slash barbaric. Well,
1: what's interesting is the word he used was... Crudo, which literally means raw, but I was wondering if it's an idiom for, like, crude or barbaric, because mm. he's like, you're pretty raw, and I was just like, whoa.
0: Hey.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so back to Spirit World.
0: Uh, do you ask who the mass Fighter is? Everyone is wondering. I, I don't know who
1: the mass Fighter is. No, no idea. Who idea. could it be?
5: <laughs> he
0: doesn't believe or not. Um, that Kwanma, who is the owner of Team Yerameshi, doesn't know who the mass Fighter is either. Uh, Wait, he, he owns
2: the team? the team? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. You, I didn't know your, uh, Yusuke owns the entire team. No, no, no. Uh, Ko- uh, Koenma owns the team. Oh, Koenma owns the team. Yeah. I didn't know he can own the team. So technically,
1: Koenma owns every special team that's ever been in the Dark Tournament.
2: Really? Yeah.
1: They clarify that later. They they basically say that like Spear World has always been given ownership of like the final team.
2: So essentially, essentially, team team Rameshi is a football club then.
1: Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Fair enough. So, Kuen was sad uh, about, and George makes, like, Quen was sad about not being, you know, told and left in the dark, and George kind of makes an implicit comparison with his feelings of being ignored. They have a very weird kind of, like, sh- bad relationship, frankly. And in the U.S. version, Quenma says uh, about Botan, that girl is getting spankings. And I'm just like, man, that was not in the Latin American version or the Japanese version, so that's a bit weird. <laughs> so back to human world. Back
0: to human world, we see Shizuru and Keiko basically cornering Botan, asking where Yusuke and Kubara are. Atsuko um, is like asleep in the background or foreground, and like she's awake in the manga, and um, in the anime back with Shizuru, basically she like puts implicitly looks. Um, to put out, uh, the, her cigarette on Botan. Like, basically
1: threatening her, like, yeah. where the fuck is my yeah. brother? Weird. Like, putting the cigarette up in her face.
0: Yeah, and Keiko's there being, like, kind of guilt-tripping Botan, saying, we're friends, aren't we? Good cop, bad
2: cop up in here. Yeah. We're besties, we find all those, uh, zombies. <laughs> uh Internships, Botana, obviously.
0: like, all but passes out from, like, the revelation. and she's Oh, sorry,
1: that's supposed to say Keiko, uh, oh, Keiko. passes out yes, from, Keiko. like, finding out well, what's going on.
0: Botana uh, okay. actually does spill the beans about, like, yeah, East Keiko are actually going off to a unknown, unmarked island to fight a bunch of like, and Matt is like demons, like monsters out of like fairy tales, yeah. which does cause Keiko to pass Just out. out.
2: She's is overreacting.
0: <laughs>
1: Shizuru on the other hand is worried, but generally non-plus because as we know, she's hashtag cool girl. Yeah. <laughs> she's hashtag tough girl as well. She's hashtag dream girl. Anyways, yeah. uh, <laughs> The, the two of them then forced Botan to make them join. Uh, so in the manga I, I'll let the, the twins uh, talk about this because they actually read it on like me.
0: So in the manga, Atsuko Yusuke mom actually joins the rest of the girls to the tournament um, yeah and said and according to like trivia on the Yohaka show wiki, this is like the last physical appearance. Um, uh, Atsuko in the show. She, in the show, she ends up not joining them
1: and never shows up again. Yeah, so, even during season three, which takes place in the human world, where she could have very easily just shown up.
0: Yeah, but Atsuko in the manga is pretty prevalent, but not like as a main character. More just like a side character, always popping up in the frame. So yeah,
2: it's so wait the sister never appears again. In the no, show. Atsuko, so, uh, Atsuko, Yusuke's mom. Oh, she does. Oh, that's sad. I mean,
0: yeah. they do kind of have very similar character designs yeah Atsukorin, Yeah. if you don't pay attention to who's really talking or their hair colors it's kind of easy to get them mixed up for yeah. sure okay so let me kind of jump back to the boat and all the yokai are going to attack the mask fighter and all of a sudden boom she, um, they pop off, and they kill all the demons with the shotgun.
1: Yeah, I, I, wrote, I wrote kill, but it's much more like ring out. Yeah. But uh, what's interesting is the shotgun noise that's made during the charge-up is not at all the one that Yusuke made during his charge-up, which is interesting. I, I
2: don't know if it means anything, but it's kind of cool that they have different shotgun charge-up noises. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a technique that a lot of people can learn, right? It's not something that's unique, right? Who knows? Because it didn't... Um, Who's the mass fighter? Didn't... Uh, <laughs> yeah, didn't uh, Rando have something like that? No, he he copied the spirit gun. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Basically, the mass fighter, like, knocks him out all the ring and everything, and Kurama says... Guess that makes sense why Yusuke can sleep so soundly.
1: I like how you did a sexy voice there.
0: <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh,
1: oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, come
0: on. <laughs> Kuwabara, um, in the English version, he says, Yusuke must have taught them the shotgun. And Kuwabara then starts talking to the mask Fighter. But the mask Fighter points to the all the yokai now surrounding pretty much all of Team Yurameshi. Um He... Kurama and the Masked Spider jump out of the way, um, as multiple people, multiple demons start to attack Kuavara.
1: Who doesn't jump out of the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, his, his human reflexes are just slightly off. <laughs> I also don't
1: think he can jump like that.
0: <laughs> um, that the Masked Spider easily is able to stop those hordes of demons without much effort, like, um.
1: And entirely non-fatally.
0: Yeah, and then. Karma, he does like a bunch of different attacks.
1: Yeah, like area of effect attacks. Yeah. To just save him some goddamn time.
0: <laughs> Rose whip thorn wheel in the US version. In the Japanese version. Fuka Ambushin? Yeah, that's pretty um, good. It's kinda like and oh. you said it's like a weird Oh my
1: god, comedy. yeah. In the in the Japanese version it was like I uh, know in the Latin American version it was like "fuka," and "mokine." I was like, "Yeah, that's that's not right," but yeah, okay, go go for it. Um, but yeah, so this translates to "wind pedal waltz" configuration, which is a suitably beautiful name for an attack by Karama. Suitably beautiful for suit su- suitably beautiful man. More than suitably beautiful.
4: He's fourteen, okay, Joe. Oh, oh fuck!
1: I, I better contain my thirst.
0: <laughs> so there's one demon. That seeing Yusuke decides to try to kill him while he's still sleeping with his claws, and Yusuke's there kind of like mumbling, Grandma, Grandma, or Basan in his sleep. Or in Japanese, he's like, ora, aura or something like that. Well, no, uh, yeah. I, I just
1: said that because to describe him doing, like, a, vo- yeah. a volley of punches. Because oh, that's, like, a standard, yeah. like, you know, fighting punch noise onomatopoeia. Yeah. Yusuke basically
0: knocks out the demon while still asleep. So, um, so hearing, hearing Yusuke kind of, like, mumble in his sleep, grandma, grandma, Kuvara kind of has a guess about who the mask fighter might be. Oh, my
2: God, maybe. Yeah. This is grandma? Dang. Yeah, weird.
0: <laughs>
4: Never before <a> seat.
1: <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, and Kubara, you know, is just like, oh, yeah, you know, he's awake this whole time or whatever. And Hiei basically says, uh, no, 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 no I, I forget what it is, but Hiei basically insults Kubara by claiming that Kubara is so incoherent that it sounds like he's trying to talk in his sleep while awake.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Sick burn, Hiei. Um, yeah, so they, they're going to the island now and, uh, I think it's Kubikakuri in the subtitles I saw, but it probably—I I don't know. Maybe it's Island of Hell. I'm not sure. And uh, in the U.S. version, Hanging Neck Island. Uh, It's—you guys have probably all seen it who are listening to this, but it like has like two large mountains that look like maybe they were once connected as like a big ring, which is interesting. I don't think anything like that actually forms. Oh no, I guess maybe that happens with arches, but I've never seen that on an island. But it's, it's just like a cool looking place. And I think Hanging Neck Island is a very evocative name for it. Because it does kind of look like a place where you would hang a noose. Mm-hmm. And it's indicative of like, this is a trap, guys. But I guess you have to walk into it. Um, so they, you know, get to the island. And uh, they go to Hotel... Uh, I'm not going to try saying it again. California. Yep, Hotel California. And <laughs> the place is full of rich humans that we will never see again. And they're not the ones that we see over and over throughout the tournament. Because those are a different group of people... But they're all looking over, you know, Team Uremeshi and, like, m- remarking on them the way that, you know, you kind of talk about someone before... Like, the way that villains and things talk about someone before they fucking kill them. Mm, yeah. Fascinating, especially. Yeah. I can't wait to see them die horribly. Yeah, some shit like that.
0: I <laughs> don't pay attention to the riffraff. It's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, like, very, very, like, old, money, bourgeoisie Thai. Yeah.
1: One of the uh, women says, for some reason, I thought they'd be bigger. And then <laughs> her husband or something says... Be nice to them, Caroline. They're about to be dead. <laughs> I hate when that happens. I love those voices. Um, but yeah, Koenma decides to go to the island saying a trained monkey could do his job. Uh, George begs to join and Koenma says that he was going to let him come but because of the mean things he had said to him, maybe not, but, you know, this is more of their comically bad relationship. Um, so Sakio. uh, is talking with Taguro now, and he mentions like, yeah, I basically organized for the uh, draw, the quote-unquote random draw to put Team Urameshi against Team Rokuyokai. Yokai, because uh, if you can't infer from this, Sakyo is basically manipulating the tournament to odds in order to play up Team Yuromeshi and their drama as much as possible to increase bets, the way he did during, uh, you know, the Rescue Yukina arc. So the Dark Tournament, in many ways, is an extended, multifaceted version of similar mechanics that were drawn in in the uh, Rescue Yukina arc. But
2: does he is he putting his money on Team Yusuke, though?
1: He is, yeah. Well, so unlike in the previous one, he does want to win this, but he wants to build them up as much as possible before they get there.
2: I see, but he wants them to lose then or win? No,
1: he, his he wants them to lose to his people, but he wants them to win before that. And what's very weird is the way Sakya organizes the tournament actually... Is to make Team Uromeki stronger as they go through, and like he's in a very weird way, their anonymous benefactor throughout this tournament. It's it's kind of an interesting relationship because for him, it is clearly monetary, but he is trying to tutor Team Uromeki. So is he like the elusive man from Mass Effect? Kinda, yeah. That'd, <laughs> that'd be a good way of putting it. So uh, back to the hotel where uh, room service decides to bring them tea.
0: not really into drinking it. He's pretty paranoid about being poisoned, so he brings his own can of like soda or other beverages. Um, Karama does notice that there's one cup missing from the table that should still be there since Kuwabara decided to drink his own soda or drinks. Um, so they're like, what the heck? Where did it go? And they turn around to the corner and they see this kid just hanging out drinking the cup of tea and how the hell did he get in there
1: wait is he is he drinking it or is he bouncing or does he does do that it. After i think drinking he does it.
0: a little sippy thing yeah, okay like so like, he you know, sips it, it like puts it down and
1: then it. fucking balances on it yeah yeah he's very acrobatic
0: He's are in everyone's just like how does this guy get in here and the kid turns out to be riku the one of the members of team riku kai and did I pronounce sorry. Yeah, and without spoiling anything. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, without spoiling anything, for anyone watching, think about that name, break it
2: down, and then come back.
4: Come back to us later. Yes.
2: Yeah. Hey, it has the word yokai in it. Huh oh, Weird. Oh, wow. I wonder what that's supposed to mean. Yep. Roku like the TV, and then yo Yoka. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yep. Yokai kai Watch. Yep. I knew
1: exactly. exactly. Yo-kai watch crossover. Team Yokai Watch. We did it, y'all. Um, but yeah, so he starts balancing on the teacup now that he's drank it. So this kid is uh, very acrobatic because the teacup is, you know, has a curved bottom, but he's still doing this because he has like an... This will show up later because, you know, it turns out he's a speedster. But uh, Rinku, you know, complains about having to have, have gone to all the rules meetings uh, for the tournament, and says, oh yeah, I forgot, you guys don't have to go because you guys will die too soon. Um, so, it's very interesting to me. Uh, I, I wrote this down as a note. Was Kuroko never invited? The reason I ask that is, humans who are of notoriety were supposed to always be invited. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Because
1: she's very much alive.
0: Yeah. So, in... So Riku is basically riling a team up as kind of setting them like on the edge, and his teammate Zeru shows up, um, saying that. Oh. Riku saw him messing around and stuff like
1: that. And, and through and some sonic they... booms. Oh yeah! So real quick, the guy kind of looks like a combination of a vampire and Guile from Street Fighter. So, <laughs> so expect
2: some sonic booms coming up a little bit later.
1: Not even close to. Tr- <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> happen. Trust me. Continue, Sarah.
0: And so as Rinku and Zero leave Zuru turns around and tells them um, tomorrow they will look like their coffee cup and it cuts back to the team meshi and cuts to the cup where it was perfectly one piece one second and then completely cleanly split in half the, the next. Yeah it just
1: like explodes with tea shooting out Like, and they're all like oh how rude
3: <laughs> basically <laughs>
1: So uh, what's weird is they then cut to (laughs) Ziru and Rinku walking away, which normally in most anime you wouldn't do that after that dramatic reveal. And it just shows them talking, being like, yeah, man, we fucking did that. (laughs) And like, you know, but uh, Ziru's like, Why the fuck didn't Yusuke get up? That's really weird that he didn't wake up. And then, like, Rinku just assures him, like, well, it's... I I don't know. He's really tired. But, like, I think Zero's, like, kind of annoyed that his, like, intimidation move didn't work and that someone slept through
2: it. He's like, no, they're supposed to be fucking shitting their pants. What happened? (laughs) I I think he said he was an idiot or something in the Japanese version. Yeah, maybe. Like a moron or something.
0: Baka! (laughs) Those motherfuckers are supposed to be shitting themselves.
2: God damn. I did this per. We practiced
1: this, Rinku!
0: we practiced took me weeks senpai did not
1: pay attention to him exactly Aww. exactly <laughs>
0: um
1: oh so yeah the final shot of this is uh they show a cat girl who turns out to be the announcer for the dark tournament and uh opens the tournament with fireworks her name yeah. is Kodo and uh she will be a big character this season man a lot of waifus <laughs> left and right on the yeah. right here She's pretty. She's pretty waifu.
0: Koto, best girl. yep Yeah, or name. <laughs> Let us know. So
1: that's
2: hard. Oh, that's I think Jury is cuter, but she sucks as a person. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Um, I, I value I value personality over looks sometimes.
0: Then Koto will be the one. Yeah. Koto's the, the one. one. <laughs> I what
2: about Botan? She's got that good mix. Oh, uh, I think we mean of the season. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Botan's
0: there, but. Like,
2: yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a.
1: That's why I say, "In the new wife who enters the arena." If I was, if I was looking at the entire series for maybe Shizuru, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, it. Uh, you know, we're going to event like the next episode will be about the real start of the tournament. This was just getting like set up out of the way because, like, not only did we want to talk about the stuff we talked about earlier in the episode, but we just wanted to have the setup out of the way so we could just get to the fights because that's what you're here for, right?
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, right here. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Yu Yu Show. Your support means all three worlds, human, demon, and spirit to us. Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just a chat with us on our Facebook at the UU Yu Show with two O's, and our Twitter at the UU Haka Show. Um, tune in for the next episode when we're finally going to be talking about the Dark Tournament's Beautiful ballet of bloodshed team yameshi versus team Rikuyokai, aka the junk terminators
3: Hey!
5: Terminant. Bye the guys term. see you bye, bye. later <laughs> Shining, the slender I'm not